0: Hey, stop talking. Get in, sit down, shut up, and hold on.
1: Can I please say one more thing? Ladies and
0: gentlemen, The Snyder. Let's play.
2: scheduled weekends.
3: Oh, you have a lot again?
2: Yeah. Like, at first, I think you're like, oh, cool. As the schedule starts to fill in, fill in you go, oh, yeah, we're going to do this this mm-hmm. weekend. Okay, i will going to do this and this this weekend. All right, if I slide that back a little bit, <laughs> I can do this, this, and this this weekend. Also, it's one of these, all right, I get up early, I can do this, and I have to get over here, but I have to leave a little early to go there, and I'm like, oh, no. What happened?
3: I have that, too. I'm pretty crowded this weekend. Yeah? Yeah.
2: This is a crowded weekend. Nick's looking at me with a blank stare. I just gotta get up on Sunday.
4: <laughs> well, I hate. I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I love my mom. I hate of course the holidays, you love your mom. like. Yeah. Mother's Day? Well, not just Mother's Day, but holidays in general suck. Yeah, why weekends. isn't there
3: Nick Day? Holidays no. in,
4: <laughs> se- in general suck? Yes.
3: <laughs> I don't think that view is shared by. It. Most people. I
2: think this uh, speaks volumes about the size of his wallet, quite honestly. <laughs> well, maybe
3: that's what it is. Well, your mom understands. Can't you make her something like you do when you were a little kid?
2: How about one of those little, those little certificates? Good for one yeah. hug. Good for one back rub. She would
3: love that. Good
2: for one some yard work. You can
3: make, yeah, a coup- coupon booklet.
2: Coupon booklet made of construction paper. You cut it out. <laughs> I'll try that. <laughs> she would like that. Yeah, a back rub's awesome. Give my mom a back rub. My kids would give a, you
4: know, they literally give a little thing, good for one back rub. Yeah,
2: I think that's little nice. My kids would go, they'd give you a
4: back rub. I'll try that. She could post it on the fridge and use it at her convenience.
3: Yeah, you're 27, <laughs> but it's still a nice gesture.
2: Good for Statement.
4: a Nick free day.
2: <laughs> Nick free Friday. Good for one. Uh, so you got the, you got your thing going on. Yeah, Mother's Day too. I mean, that's, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, I'm going to go out for lunch with my mom and then Sunday, Suzette. Mother's day, you know, I told you she's having a tough time this year with her mom passing away, so we're going to give her a little extra attention. Nice. Try and make her day special. Tonight, I'm rehearsing with the band. Uh (laughs)
5: Uh-huh.
2: You know, the Twisted Sister guys.
5: (laughs) We know. those guys. Yeah.
2: Animal, we didn't think everything. it was the Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> Rehearsing with the Rolling Stones. Somebody else's band. They don't know I'm showing up. they going show up and rehearse. I'm here. What band is this anyway? What are you guys into? Um, I don't know what just made me think of this now. For some reason it made me think of the fact that the, one of the Jam Nation guys has been hounding me mm-hmm. to host the Jammies. And I had Sean write him a nice letter. Gee, I'm um, sorry, I can't. He got my phone number and he's been calling me and leaving messages. Torture phoning? I hate jamming. I am anti-jam, man. I should accept the gig just to go down there and, and just ruin the night. Wow, that suck?
5: Yeah.
3: You get awards Listen, for this stuff We got a
2: bowl with straight razors in the back <laughs> In case anybody wants to kill themselves I know I do
5: I should just accept
2: the MC part He's Because he's being really a pain in the ass You should I hate jamming I hate the concept <laughs> was sister was the anti-jam band <laughs> Hey man, want to jam? No! <laughs> Yuck! Especially for a singer what do you do? You stand around. You sit up there and, like yeah. groove? <laughs> I wanna groove.
5: wanna <laughs> rock. Yeah. Yeah. the song said. Yeah.
2: What's <laughs> a donkey punch?
4: What do you, um. This says here, I'll give
2: your mom a donkey punch. You guys are, you guys
4: are so <laughs> those are response- That's basically when you're having sex with a girl, and right before you explode, you kind of give her a punch to the back of the that's head. Just, I had no idea what that was. <laughs> well, Darkseid. Darkseid. to song. Don't, so no, don't read my song. That was a response choice. to Darkseid because he's like, well, oh, I'll give your mom a rub down. You guys so are I so my- disgusting. <laughs> I did him one back, did him one better. I. Don't- I'm sorry, it stopped the whole
2: flow of the show. I didn't know I'm forty six, no, I don't know everything. I didn't know what a fluffer was. <laughs> Matt from Agwam said that bit had a fluffer in it. Apparently that's the guy or girl who arouses yeah. the the porn stars prior to their scene in the movie. I hope I don't have to keep telling you these things. I bet I had to tell you <laughs> fluffer was. I'm like, what's a fluffer? I don't know everything. I wouldn't have read that. I didn't know. I thought it was, I'm thinking, what's
4: a donkey punch? It's like a, no. so it's like a dead arm or something. I'm
3: happy to say I've never heard of that one either.
4: Dead arm to the back of the head. So well, not like a Charlie horse.
2: Can we have some respect here? A man celebrating the passing of a great man. Beth Monster recognize, right?
3: Yeah, well, 20 years ago today, Bob Marley died, and because the selections in our computer aren't <laughs> that vast, I have actually chosen a Ziggy Marley song okay. tribute to his father.
2: Okay, his offspring, Yeah. his children who have followed in his footsteps. This guy is like a deity in Jamaica. Deity. He's on the cover of the phone book. He's God down there. Mm-hmm. They really don't have much else going on. <laughs> Ganja and Bob Marley. So, in honor of Bob, best pick, Ziggy, because we had no, we have no Bob.
3: We have some Bob, but we didn't have, you know, we've got the standard Bob. No good Bob? It's all good. but the mo- I think that's what <laughs> uh, Cousin Chris
2: said. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Okay, so alright, well let's enjoy Ziggy in honor of Bob's passing, the anniversary. It's Decider Radio, it's Radio 104. Wow, that was a tribute Uh, (laughs) of my weekend, my week in Jamaica recently. Good times, good times. Heard many of those same sounds as we walked down the beach.
3: Cuddy say can't hang. (laughs) I heard that once.
2: Somebody said that once. This guy from New York. Cuddy say can't hang.
5: Well, thanks, you guys. (laughs)
3: Beautiful,
2: beautiful tribute. Hey, a great man has passed away. It was a loss to everybody. Such a shame, really. Um, Hi, everybody. Good morning. We should
3: point out that Ziggy didn't die.
2: No, Ziggy (laughs) did not die. His
3: dad did 20 years ago today, so.
2: Yes. 20 years ago today, Bob Marley's band stopped playing, and uh, yeah, no more Bob Marley. What a draw! i was not a big fan of the reggae. Ah,
3: oh, I really like it.
2: Yeah, I mean, you do. Huh? You, Especially I saw on you.
3: days like this. You were
2: breaking it. Eh? You were really good yeah, in there,
3: even with the disrespect. <laughs> <from>
2: the <laughs> dark Side Direction. Yeah, well, you just you've, you've come to ignore it. I noticed.
3: <laughs> no, it's, it's funny stuff. He's a talented guy. Dark Side. <laughs> side <laughs> <there. Yeah>.
5: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, his parents must be so proud yeah, oh yeah. What does your son do? He plays the fart machine
3: Ooh. <laughs> My son's only a doctor
2: uh, Let's see Going on in today's show 10 things Mudbone would never say I'm going to have that in this hour Which will be uh, quite enjoyable Courtesy of Genghis John uh, To Psycho Dan David Lander A.K.A. Is it David L. Lander? Go ahead. He uses, yeah, David L. Lander. I don't know why he uses the L in there, but I guess this is his writing <laughs> name. Anyway, uh, he's got a book out called Falling Down Laughing. He's in town promoting multiple sclerosis awareness. He himself has a disease. He's had it for 16 years, and he hid it for a long, long time. I've been skimming his book. I found out today that Michael McKeon, who was uh, Lenny, and one of his oldest friends. Apparently, they were doing Lenny and Squiggy ten years, at least ten years before it ever hit the uh, Laverne and Shirley. It was an exist. It was wow. the first time those guys met. Were many, many years ago, I think in the, in the '60s, they started goofing around doing Lenny and Anthony. There were two guys. Uh, they would do the characters, and uh, Gary uh, do, do, Marshall? Do, Gary Marshall said, "We have when they were doing Laverne and Shirley. He says we have too many Anthony's on the show." The big ragu, he's Anthony. Can't have any more Italians. So they made him Squigman, whatever his first, Andrew Squigman, and just changed him to being like a German guy. So anyways, but he's, 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 he hit it from his best friend for 10 years. And it's is like, you're falling down. You can't walk. You yeah, well, can't they, use your hands.
3: Different levels of severity, I guess. It is. If you have certain levels, you can hide it from people. I mean, that's a huge plot on the West Wing right now, which I didn't see it on Wednesday. And I have taped. Oh, but it, that the apparently president, that was a good one, too. The president has MS. So. Is that
2: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I wanted to ask him about that because I think that when you're a comedian, people think you're kidding. There's so many times mm-hmm. that he's reading his book and stuff was happening to him and people thought he was, like, goofing around. Pratt Falls. Yeah. yeah. They thought that he was just, like, being kooky. And he had multiple sclerosis. So he's in town and, uh, and we're going to talk to him. He'll be on the show. Also, Hugo Ferreira. <laughs>
3: Is he a fashion designer?
2: Uh, isn't he? <laughs> Seriously, isn't that a fashion designer? Hugo Boss. I don't, Hugo Ferreira. He's the <laughs> new lead singer for Tantric. Well, not. He's the lead singer for Tantric, which was the band was formerly Days of the New. And Travis Meeks was the front man mm-hmm. and he went off on his own or fired the whole band. I don't know what he did. And so they're back with a new guy and a new name. So right. we're going to talk to him because um, they're playing. They're part of the big Loud In Your Face this Saturday at the ctnow.com Meadows Music Theater which includes uh, which includes Stained, Disturbed and Boy Hits Car. Tickets still on sale through mm-hmm. all of your usual outlets. They're just about everywhere those tickets and we're giving them away every hour today. There's something I got to tell you about. Each hour this morning and up until 11 p.m. tonight, another pair of tickets will be given away for tomorrow's big show. And Rob Dibble from... Rob? He's calling in. Hope so. Wait a minute. And Aaron Lewis has stayed? Yeah. Jam-packed today. Did you hear my opening line? I heard I'm not too crazy about
3: schedules. I heard, by the way. (laughs) I was listening yesterday. I guess... Actually, to to Tony Kornheiser, not to Dan Patrick, but Dibs, I think his hair is your color now. What? Yeah.
2: He wears the black t-shirt and the black jeans, too. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. He's going for the date? I'm not saying he's copying (laughs) you. I'm just saying
3: that the word is that he has bright yellow hair.
2: He wants to be a rock star. And that's what he was doing
3: yesterday (laughs) when he was supposed to call our show. He's getting his hair dyed.
4: Is that what he was doing? Mm Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Well, his wife told me he was getting his hair cut, but it was like at 8 o'clock and he was supposed to talk to us about 9, so I figured, you know, I guy doesn't was, have much hair, he'd be back by then. She, so uh, did she.
3: It was a surprise to his wife is
2: wife. Dye job? Yeah. Dye, fried, and laid to the side. Mm. Wow. All right, we'll find out about that. F the eh. sports. What's going on with your hair, dude? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll do that. And <clears throat> some reactions. Some reactions, because we've got a recap coming up called... Got my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Clever title. I'm not sure what that's mm, about.
3: I understand that it has nothing to do with the
4: recap. Is that right, Darkseid? Not
2: a single thing. Well, they never relate anyway, so very rarely. <laughs> no. It's what do you mean? It doesn't have anything to do with the recap.
4: Miscommunication between Darkseid and myself. Yeah. I don't see how that could happen, the way you guys
2: are all fighting all the time.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, you guys are at each other's throats around here. He just doesn't pay attention.
3: It's worse when you're not around.
2: I notice, like, and they calm down, it's like, you know, dad's home. Or <laughs> Imagine what it's like when you and I are in a
3: room. I don't even think they are aware that I'm in the room anymore.
2: This is so, like, dad and mom thing, you know? Because moms with kids, they get... they don't, Okay, kids are at their worst when mom and dad are gone. Mm-hmm. When mom's home, it t- brings things down a notch but mom's always, I'm telling your father when he comes home. I'm telling your father when he comes home. <laughs> and that's and, what it's like. And uh, they you don't You I say,
3: D, when you're not here, they're even worse than that.
2: And I'm like, they're like angels. What? Although I heard them going at it. Oh, Nick. I was walking didn't... down. I was coming, walking up the up the drive yeah. and I heard, it. like you guys yelling and screaming and then I then the door was like, morning, D. Morning, D. <laughs> <laughs> and then dark so like, looking around
4: suspiciously.
3: (laughs) Even Nick, who never used to curse in front of me, is all over the place now when I'm around. He doesn't even care anymore.
4: Potty mouth. I care about this. I don't think so. The F word. I I love that word and it just (laughs) comes out all the time. I can't help it. I've even slipped up on the phone to my mom a couple times. I think it's monetary.
2: I noticed I used it more when I had less money. (laughs) the more money I got the less I found I needed it (laughs) everything was effing this and effing that when I was broke this is true when I lost that 20 bucks gambling I last 20 you should have seen me I was effing up a (laughs) storm mother effing 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 F Uh, F you you effing some reactions here Uh, Michelle Z says let me say that ever since Dickie Barrett's first appearance on your show I have loved him He is so funny and likable that I'm a Boston fan and they are not really my type of music. It's hard not to like the band when you like the guy. Um, and we have one here that says uh, "Re." Oh, this is "Re." The Mighty Mighty Bosstones radio spot. Dude, what the hell's going on with that ad for the Mighty Mighty Bosstones? That has got to be—that's <laughs> got to be Nick doing the ad. It sounds like he's orgasming, <laughs> orgasming over the upcoming concert. It is a pretty funny <laughs> Pierce ad. Pierce <Jeep>. James.
3: <laughs> Dad, thank you the main attraction. <laughs> the Mighty Mighty
5: Yes.
2: <laughs> you listen carefully next time. Is it going to run today? Yeah. Yeah, well, listen carefully. I bet you'll hear Nick orgasming. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then one last letter regarding uh, the interview yesterday. Uh, subject, Johnny Electric. Oh. <laughs> D, I think it's about time that someone had his own theme music. <laughs> it seems that it should be a certain Johnny Electric. How about the intro to the electric slide? It's electric. <laughs> no! Mm, indeed. Or maybe you can have that plus the chorus to the Chili Peppers tune, Johnny Kick a Hole in the Sky. I can see it now, pure magic, not unlike Disney World. That's Dan in New Haven. Johnny, 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 it's electric. Says it's catchy. We got anything electric for him?
1: No, I've been searching. Nothing. Nothing.
2: No electric slide. Where's the, how can no we not have the electric slide? No electric avenue.
4: Darcy, Eddie Grant? Danny, yeah, what's his head? Uh, Dar- Reverend Dave, Dave took to it with him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I'm taking these tunes with me. No longer <laughs> we have Kaja Google. <laughs> That's it. Culture Club, gone. You lose me, you lose it all. <laughs> Banana-rama. <laughs> Banana-rama, out of here. <laughs> Yazoo, see ya. <laughs> wow, Dave. I was in England I with all these know,
3: bands I not know you're so into the scene they were
2: all the bands when I was in England and we were trying to make, making our name and doing all these TV shows it was Dexy's Midnight Runners bye 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 gone <laughs> Joe Boxer not a chance, pal. Men without hats. Men without hats. <laughs> gone. Cutting crew. Reverend Dave was like the jerk. Steve Martin the jerk leaving. <laughs> I don't, All I need is this. CD. <laughs>
5: the flashback
2: lunchbox and that's it. And the box set from Bananarama. <laughs> Gosh, Google greatest hit. CD single. That's all I need. Okay, taking a break, coming back, playing the recap, got my mind on my money and my money on my mind, which has nothing to do with the recap, uh, but uh, it's a title. What the hell are we going to do anyway? So stick around for more D. Snyder Radio. A lot going on. It's Radio 104.
0: Now back to D Snyder Radio. We're going to get
5: back to the old school. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's old and brittle. I think
0: you're all right. Oh, life explains a lot. Radio 104.
2: It was nice you holding off on the orgasm until right after the commercial.
5: <laughs>
2: you soiled yourself. Yeah. You want to go clean up? I'll be all right. Okay. Wow, that's only a what? You're good. Another shot? Only a few hours after your uh, one... Know. Yeah, today. I had a big one this morning. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> uh, okay. Hey, next week on D Sounded Radio, look forward to a brand new in the hood with Beth Lockwood. Beth reading classic hip hop, hardcore hip hop lyrics. This week she did NWA. It was quite enjoyable. And uh, speaking of Johnny Electric
3: I guess that uh, Dave Hill didn't get everything out of here.
2: No, somehow he let something fall through the cracks. This is Johnny Electric's music. It's a good tune. There's worse songs have to music. It's badass, actually.
3: Electric Avenue is badass. <laughs> Do you remember the
2: video? He's a Rasta and he was riding his motorcycle down the streets of Jamaica. And he was rocking down to Electric Avenue. <laughs> I mean, if this was some, you know, some German guy with glasses and a jumpsuit, yeah, it wouldn't be badass. But here's a Rasta.
5: Okay. Rasta. Oh, no! All right. Um.
2: <laughs> uh, oh yeah. You know what? Big Show, keep the music going. We need some music for this because uh, all day today we're giving away tickets every hour for Loud and in Your Face. It's this. Saturday. That would be tomorrow at the ctnow.com Oakdale Theater. No, ctnow.com Meadows Music Theater. Sorry, dude. There it is. And it stars Stain, Disturbed, Tantric Boy, Hits Car. Tickets are on sale through all tickets.com locations. Strawberries, LaSalle Music, Coconuts are charged by phone at 1-800-477-6849. Tickets are also available at the Oakdale Theater box office or by calling 203-265-1501. Show is brought to you by Planned Parenthood and Dunkin' Donuts. But you can win a pair of tickets right now if you call number 10 at 860 666 4444. Free tickets! You can't beat that with a stick. Okay, enough. Did I cover everything I need to cover? Am I missing anything? Can we do a recap? Yes. I don't even know what the recap is because Nick titled it How
4: long will it take you to get make this title up? Uh, It didn't take that long, but I I thought it was referencing something about Mudbone and his Lexus, but um, how about the title could be for this one, Uranus? Uranus,
2: okay. (laughs) See, I would just turn to the title machine and say, Darcy, give me a title. Uranus. (laughs) (laughs) That's it, Uranus. Okay, so it happened yesterday on d of Radio. Uranus, it's Radio 104. (laughs) We got some more questions. You people have been writing to us at Captain Howdy at Radio14.com. It's Ask D Snyder Radio. Here's a question that apparently is still blue. Ms. Lockwood has requested that Darkside Dave read it to me.
3: Well, I was going to do some editing, but I thought maybe Darkside Dave could read it in its true form. He okay.
1: seems to get a chuckle out of it. So, go all ahead, right. dear D. I bought the wife some anal orgasm beads a few days ago. She was skeptical about trying them. Then she read on the package that it was good for women and men. She said she would. She said she would, but only if I did first. So I tried it. While we were making love, she inserted the beads, which are all attached to a string, into my. Anus. Oh, Anus. It was a little weird, but not unpleasant. When I began to orgasm, she slowly pulled the string and pulled the beads out. It was awesome. I, it really intensified my orgasm. Later, we washed the beads, and she had her turn.
2: Bad she liked it, too. Them.
1: Have you ever tried it? If not, you should. It's a good thing. Signed, Arseface. Arseface.
2: Well, Arseface has, has you chosen the right screen, man? <laughs> uh, no, I've heard about that. Uh, I have not experienced it. I've seen them in the sex shops. Have you seen them, Nick? Yeah. Usually the beads start smaller and they them. get larger. Please. <laughs> Do you own some? Uh, no. <laughs> um, I'll take you at your word. And, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be rushing out to purchase some. Uh. Uh, usually, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm follow the old adage it's an exit, not an entrance. No, so, uh, I'm with you. You. you're missing out.
4: <laughs> Have you? Oh, yeah. Uh, with oh, the anal beads? Oh, yeah. No, but I mean, was, was if
3: somebody the... were game, you'd try. Yeah, but he's sure. just
4: other. Sure. Appendages. Yeah, you inserted. Yeah. Like fingers and stuff. As as Over the years my
6: ass
7: has taken I don't
4: know. you guys are missing out. I mean uh, I'm I'm hey, man. If that's your best different bag, strokes for See, different folks. Yeah, but you that's the thing, is that you're you're trying to be too macho about it. You and Darkseid being like a man, oh you well, know he just doesn't and, go I've worn, for I can't have worn stockings and lingerie on stage. <laughs> How macho is yeah, that? But still you were Beating all people when you're True. <laughs> okay, but yeah, you should. I was looking for trouble. You should tell, and I'm like, you guys. I'll, I'll make it a general thing. You guys should have your woman put some stuff in your butt. You're gay. I think, think you really like okay about that. I think mean, you all know that. <laughs> I think you like it, all right? And then, I'm sure there are a lot of guys out there who who have like their female oh. partners doing that. take that out of my ass.
3: <laughs> 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 oh, this is so I'm so sure easy. you're. I'm sure you're right, Nick. But I really think you your butt. Now somewhere? I really think this is a personal choice.
2: All right, I'm and and, and obviously our space and many other people agree with you. Mm-hmm. It's okay. a it's a uh, an erotic uh, that was the word, not, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Erogenous, Erogenous area, and uh, you know it's just um, I don't know, it's just a, l- a little weird. Eddie Murphy's
3: got stuff. your back.
2: Yeah. Eddie Murphy's down with you. Mm. Rock. I'm not sure about that. He's not (laughs) stopping at the beads either. He's got a tiny man in
5: there.
2: (laughs) See? Well, Sarah from Morris, she's she's with me. You agree, Sarah?
8: No, I. I disagree. I think that the anus is an exit and not an entrance and nothing right. should go in there. That's what house. I said. That's what I said. Oh, yes. Then I, I totally agree with oh, you.
2: Oh, I said that and Beth said she agreed with that but Nick
4: uh, Nick and Sean... Uh, no, don't loot me and the kid with the Hey, pervert. if Sean has the same Sean's opinion, Sean's allowed to have the his opinion. Same opinion. Yeah, I can't have the same opinion as you. I happen to, uh, I, I, you know, I'm might want to change my opinion. Well, since you're <laughs> the only I'm person. Gay. I'm a homo.
5: I like
9: John guys. get it on and get it over with. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, all right, Sarah See, I mean But I, you know if That's what turns you on Are you okay if, if Nick wants to go there That's his business and
3: Yeah, we're, to each his own, I guess Yeah, oh, we're not saying course. That you shouldn't, Nick If you have a willing participant But it's just Not for everybody
2: Maddie from New York He's with you in our space Right, Maddie? Yeah, i I'm, uh, I'm on Nick's side on this. Okay, <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. It, 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 uh, does it enhance the uh, sexual experience? Very much. Right, see, fair enough. See? Have that's you done okay. that? Have you done that bead thing? Yes. Oh yeah, you've done the bead thing. I've done the bead thing. Well <laughs> old, no! When you say it, Maddie, it sounds I, more interesting. I, I, it was under the same circumstances. Oh yeah, it was... I, my my wife. Um, I wanted her to try, and she said she'll try. And... <laughs> okay, so as you're getting a little. Your your phone's breaking up. Basically, it was the same deal. It was like, if you want me to do that, then you're going to have to do it as
4: well. And you know what he said? That sounds like a guy's attitude. Guy no, I don't think that it
2: means you're gay if you if you no. are experimental uh, with that region. But yeah, if of there's course not no another business. guy
3: there. I don't think that it means you're yeah,
2: I yeah, I, mean, I think I've got some, you know, sort of hang-ups I to do with thermometers and things <laughs> like that have my temperature taken. So, I'm 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 not I'm not down with that, okay? I'll mm-hmm. maybe I'd ask Beth. Okay. I would like to, well sort of an ask us. D, I'd like to know why everybody on the show has a nickname except Beth. I know you like to call her the beautiful Ms. Lockwood, but can't, but can't I'm sure. I'm sure if everybody there and the peeps can come up with something better. Uh, well, he wants to make it a contest. We used to call her the Pilgrim. That's what I first called her when I got here.
3: I well, have had a lot of nicknames. Have we called uh, her nice. anything?
2: Um, have we had any nicknames for her? Um, the Pilgrim no. was the only one for a long time. Yeah. When I first got here, I was just stunned. I really did not know. She was probably stunned, too, but I thought I was you know, just used to all the typical women on the air, and they always sort of have the same thing going on. And when I met Beth, I was like, how the hell did you get this job? That's a good question. It worked out great. Mm-hmm. Glad you're a boy. Your name is Flown. There you go. That's a good one. No, all of my How nicknames
3: have been like derivations of my last name.
2: How about know? Mrs. Johnny Electric?
3: we <laughs> were <laughs> <Conan our> actually <laughs> talking about that last night and said, well, you know, you're going to be Mrs. Johnny Electric in September. <laughs> hey,
2: it's not too bad. That's a, good, that's a good ring to it. That's a good ring <laughs> to it. Your new theme music, Beth. We're back. All right. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you that we're going to take a break. We come back and we'll have 10 things Mudbone would never say. Special guest on tape, Mudbone. (laughs) 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 On tape and in the studio, Mudbone. And uh, then we'll have the news. Ms. Lockwood, what's going on?
3: Well it could be a lucky break for Timothy McVeigh. Also, is it the end of the line for the XFL? If Uh-oh. you said yes, you just might be right.
2: Oh, fingers crossed, side. one more season. <laughs>
3: There's a new Oreo coming, which there hasn't been in a long boy, time. That? A hundred year old guy arrested on a domestic violence charge in Miami. The <laughs> what probably is the worst case of plumber's crack ever in history.
2: You're talking about dark side,
3: <laughs> and I'm not talking. talking draws. And I'm not talking about dark side. Pitch
2: up those culottes.
3: Golf <laughs> uh, rage strikes again. Axl Rose, more problems for him. <laughs> more problems for Robert Downey, and Robert Blake. It doesn't look good for this guy. <laughs>
2: Come on, people. (laughs) This is an OJ. We need another OJ. This guy is just, oh, i say a phone call away from climbing into the white Bronco and cruising down the L.A. freeway. Get the dream team back together. We're reuniting the team. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm going to bring the cockatoo in as a witness. Fred. (laughs) Fred. Uh, Next, I'd like to call. Fred Fred the Cockatoo, He's <laughs> the only only guy who would talk positively about me. All right, uh, we'll have to take a break, come back. <laughs> there he is, Fred the, t- the Cockatoo. But let's get a
9: traffic update first from Psycho Dan. This traffic report is brought to you by Call Before You Dig. Dig safely, Connecticut. Call Before You Dig, 1-800-922-4455. For more information, visit the Call Before You Dig website at www.cbyd.com. You dig? All right. Traveling on 84 East. It's going to be a little slow into the downtown tunnel due to that sun glare. 84 West looks okay right now. Traveling on 91 South. Just a little busy in the right lane going from exit 33 into downtown. 91 North looks good. Traveling on Route 2. It's going to be a smooth ride. At 647, I'm Psycho Dan with this Modern Rec Report on Radio 104. Hey,
1: Snyder. E Snyder. Why don't you do the world a favor and pull your lip over your head
6: and swallow it?
0: Back to D-Snyder Radio. 30
6: million people hear what you gotta say. Oh,
0: it's gonna be awesome. As far as the quality of it. We didn't argue with them much. On Radio 104.
2: Next week on D-Snyder Radio, Shame of the City. At home with Mudbone. Life is good. Plenty of interviews. People like Rebecca Lobo from the New York Liberties will be calling in. Former Yukon Husky star. Mm-hmm. All right. And be sure to go to our website at Radio104.com and answer this week's survey. It's the Peeps poll for, ne- for Monday's D-Steiner Radio Family Feud. Got some reactions uh, that I want to uh, get to here. Okay. I think the sound can wait a couple minutes. Uh, sound a window, I should say. I'll make that announcement in a second for all you people who are just waiting to find out when mm. the window's going to be so you can uh, have your shot at $10,000, I'll tell you in a couple minutes. Um, subject, nice bike chief. D, my buddy and I were out for a day of cruising. We found ourselves in, he says, Ivington. Ivoryton. It's Ivory, right? Mm-hmm. Why am I having such trouble with that name? Everybody does. Ivington, Ivoryton. And we saw several Indian motorcycles lined up in front of a dealership. That would be Ivoryton Indian. It's a Mazda dealership right now too. We spoke with one of the salesmen, find out, and found out we just missed you. The guys down there had nothing good, to, uh, nothing but good things to say. <laughs> to be clear, there nothing but good things to say about you. They were very friendly, and they tried talking us out of our Harley Davidson. Sorry, that ain't happening. But they enjoy the bike. Maybe we'll see you out cruising, Div Devlin, Div Devlin. Yeah, they are nice bikes and nice guys, and uh, yeah, they're trying to sell some bikes. Sure. They went hard-pressed to uh, convince HD owners to give up their bikes for Indians, but Indians probably the only bike that a Harley-Davidson owner can respect since Harley-Davidson's. Well, Indian, the guy who uh, founded Indian invented the motorcycle for starters, and they were like the original two motorcycles back in the day. Everything else came afterwards. Nothing else matters. Uh, these. Oh, thank you, Brian Riley, for giving me the heads up on that Boss Hoss V8 motorcycle, Darkside, motorcycle with a V8 engine, 375 horsepower, 0 to 60 in two seconds. Oh. Yeah, that's what I want, Brian. I'm going to be flapping off the handlebars. <laughs> <laughs> Just see me like flapping in the back, like a, like a foxtail. Uh, but thanks, I'll check that out. And continuing on, uh, what I learned today, guys, I learned today about hearing Nick beg to ride on the back of D's new motorcycle, the go-out-to-lunch-with-D. Uh, well, I don't know what that mixture here, that he has a new hat to wear. He now apparently longs to be a biker bitch. Signed, J-Bone. You want to be a biker bitch? No,
4: I don't want to be a biker bitch. I want to ride on that thing.
2: No. And CJ says... D riding his new Indian motorcycle with his blonde mane flowing in the wind. Hot. D riding his new Indian motorcycle with his blonde mane flowing in the wind and Nick riding bitch over the top. (laughs) (laughs) Someone else had the image of you sitting up on the gas tank in front of me. was too much. That was uh, Michelle Z, actually. And then, uh, you know what, this bad name thing, this, you know, all started with Bush and it's gone from there. Gangus John points out that at least W was kind enough not to name his daughters Anita and Rose. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he said he had a friend who was planning on naming his son, Chris, his last name was Bacon, was planning on naming his son Christopher P. Patrick Bacon. So they would call him Crispy Bacon. That's oh. <laughs> what so we talked about out of it.
3: You've had to endure that name your whole life. So you want to make it worse on your kid. No, his
2: name wasn't. He, was, he said, hey, my name's Bacon. I'll name my kid Christopher Patrick Bacon. Yeah. We'll call him Crispy Bacon. That's funny. <laughs> it's
3: yeah, a, to it's other, a goof. To others.
2: It was a goof. <laughs> Your whole life, crispy bacon. Uh, let's see, someone here, Layla writes, Here's some more names. A NASCAR driver named Dick Trickle. Don't they give you something for that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and also, his guy or said her dad works with a guy named Dick Handler. <laughs> uh, uh, Karen Knapp says, Listen, this is not a joke. I went to school with a girl named Beth Laycock. And you thought you had a tough name, Lockwood.
3: I, I don't think I have a tough name. <laughs> you don't, but it, I mean, okay.
2: but, it, but it, it is kind of a word name. Yes, you know, it it's is. Lockwood. You right. can say, oh, look, here's a lock, here's a wood. Right. It's mm-hmm. Lockwood. You know, it's kind of a name that you can have some fun with.
3: Is I, your wood locked? Was the worst yeah. i got, and it doesn't even make sense. No,
2: <laughs> and uh, and her husband's doctor's name is Dick Small.
5: Ooh,
4: <laughs> oh, that's a tough one.
3: What's wrong with Rich? What's wrong with Rich?
4: Yeah, I mean, why would you want to be called Dick? How do they get Dick out of Rich? That's what I've never understood. You know, you're that. right. I have no clue. There's well, certain- how do they
3: get Peggy from Margaret?
4: Right.
2: Uh, John from Jack. I and mean, they're both for a J, but other than that, there's no similarity. Right. And my name is J- uh, John, but you can call me Jack.
5: <laughs> what's that?
2: hat his name's Nick but you can call him
5: Bob
2: he's <laughs> <laughs> on Bob uh, okay Shakespeare wrote in to say that his, her, his mother works with a guy named Dick Strong which is better than Dick Small and this is the best one it says D I don't know who it, is, it was who emailed your show with my name But I just wanted to write and let you know that, yes, I do exist. I'm 28. I live in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I work for IBM. I used to think it was a curse to have that name growing up. But when I got older, I didn't think it was so bad. Now, if someone says, hey, you bent her over, I say, yeah, yes, I did. It was fantastic. (laughs) It's bent her over. He, he wrote to us.
3: We yesterday somebody <laughs> wrote. Someone said I knew a guy named Ben Turover, yeah. right? And we said it can't be true.
2: Well, the listeners it was six degrees of separation sent sent this guy letters. It's Ben. I just wanted to let you know that you were the topic of conversation <laughs> briefly on D Snyder's morning show. Goes into whole details. That D said he didn't believe that there was someone named Ben Tarover.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and then
2: Ben Turover, Ben P Turover, IVM Tier Three, Raleigh, North Carolina. Wow. So, Ben Tarover has actually stepped forward and he's here. Okay, let me do the sound window thing and um, check it out. Radio 104 is giving you a chance to win an old school classic 2002 Ford Thunderbird before anyone can buy one. That's right. You can win a car or the old standby cash $10,000 worth. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, you can win ten grand. Thursdays, you can win a 2002 Ford T-Bird. All you gotta do is listen for the cuter call followed by the old school song of the day. If you're and then be call number 25 to our nationwide toll-free contest line at one eight six six win cars That's one 866 And you will win today ten dollars So here it is. The sound of window is between 3 and 4 p.m. during Chaz's show. And the old school song of the day is Killing in the Name of <clears throat> by Rage Against the Machine. All right? That's between 3 and 4 p.m. today. Get your dialing fingers ready. How'd that thing go with train yesterday? Was anybody here? I wound Mm. up not being here. I had an interview.
4: It was cool. Yeah? Any people come down? Yeah, people came down. It was a beautiful day. They sounded great. It was unplugged, right? Um, Yeah. I was turned off. No, I think you would have liked it. I still think you would have liked it.
2: Mm. Do we tape it?
4: I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Darkseid,
2: you were there, I saw you. Yeah, I came down. Little, it was, little Connor dressed in the cami. Yeah, it was he nice saw his camo. camouflage outfit. Yeah, it was his camouflage outfit, very cute. Yeah, we enjoyed it, it was a good time. I like him, he smiled at me twice. Yeah. Kids usually cry when they see <laughs> me.
4: Alright, yeah, they they covered up. Ramble On by Zeppelin. Oh, did that they? Cool. Yeah. yeah, lead singer has a great voice, he's a dick.
3: Oh, but he was?
4: Oh, yeah.
3: Why do you say that?
4: Well, when Chaz was interviewing him, he was just very standoffish. You know, he was L- LSD. Oh, I should have Lee been Lead Ser- singer's disease. Give a little dose of reality. Oh, yeah. Lead singer's disease, definitely. Taste of reality,
2: dude. Your band's called Train. No one's going to remember you a week from now. Dude, you walk down the street and nobody knows who you are. I
3: thought you liked that song.
2: I liked the song, but I mean, you need a little reality check. Yeah. I mean, he's not a star. Oh, he thinks he is. What's his would name? anybody know what he looks like? I don't even know I what I do because I saw is. the video. Okay, so if you walk down the street, you go, hey, that's the guy from Train?
3: I might look at him and say, hmm. In the day... Did I go to high school with that guy? When a
2: star walked down the street, you knew you were seeing a star. <laughs> that was the day. <laughs> Me or Vince or, or Brett Michaels. Well, yeah, you because said, no
3: normal person would look that that's, way. Well, you're supposed to be an yeah. epic star.
2: <laughs> you're a star. All right, <laughs> 10 things Mudbone would never say Genghis John got this thing started. Well, we were going on the subject of things. Darkseid wouldn't say. Beth wouldn't say. Nick wouldn't say. And he sent in a list of 10 things Mudbone would never say. And it was really good. But we, got, we gave it to Psycho Dan. He threw a little polish on it. And now we have we have the list. The final list, ladies and gentlemen. Number 10. I'm not supposed to read it. I just play it, right? I forgot. Now, which did you put on F9? Okay, F9. The number 10 thing Mudbone would never say. Sure, you can borrow my Lexus, Nick. <laughs> I'm an excellent What's <laughs> <laughs> That was the subject of one of the, one of the many subjects of friends last night.
3: Oh, I, I taped that too. <laughs>
2: yeah, it had to do with remember the Porsche that Monica's dad yeah. gave her? Well, she was lending it to her friends, and, and she wouldn't lend it to uh, one of her friends. You'll oh. find out when you see the show. Okay, number nine Beth, pass me another watercress sandwich. They're delicious.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: That'll be when is that lunch with you and your friends, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Mudbone. <sighs> Number eight thing Mudbone would never say. I'm lost. Maybe that nice officer can help me. <laughs>
5: is that <there> a problem officer? <laughs>
9: <laughs> Number seven. If I sink this putt, I'll be too on the par for this
2: hole. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think Tiger Woods has anything to worry about. No, I don't think so. Okay. Number six thing Mudbone would never say. I can't wait for the new Metallica CD to come out.
6: (laughs) 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 Number five. Girls always laugh at how small my penis is.
9: <laughs> Excuse me while I whip this out.
6: <laughs>
2: okay. And the number four thing Mudbone will never say? Why yes,
9: matter of fact, I was an English major in
5: college.
9: <laughs> <laughs> <put> <laughs> number
2: three, ladies and gentlemen. My BCR is broken. Can you tape that Dukes of Hazard Marathon <laughs> on TNN for me tonight?
7: <laughs> uh,
2: that and hee-haw. Uh. Okay. And getting to the top. Number two thing Mudbone would never say. Anyone seen the Wall Street Journal laying around here? <laughs> and the number one thing Mudbone would never say. Pardon me. Do you have any Grey poopo?
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well done. Very funny. Genghis John. Psycho Dan. Well done. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> See? See? You get, really, I was telling Todd Thomas yesterday how many good things our listeners send us. Mm-hmm. We get so many great things from our listeners. And uh, don't be afraid. Give it a shot. Sometimes we use it on the air. Okay. Uh, with that said, let's get into some News. <laughs> Snyder Radio headlines.
3: A man convicted of killing a New Britain Chinese restaurant owner has been sentenced to 100 years in prison. Gino Gentile, already serving time in New Jersey for a double killing, was found guilty of murdering San Chu Wong in a 1997 robbery. Oh, it was a robbery? Mm-hmm.
2: Thought he was angry about his order. <laughs> I, I thought it was one of those rage things, maybe. <laughs> I was just honest. I, I thought, but that's uh, 100 years. I don't think he'll
3: make it. It doesn't, you know,
2: see, death penalty.
3: It's the principle.
2: It is the principle, but he's already doing 100 years or something. He's not getting out of jail already. If you do multiple crimes, you definitely should be killed.
3: Well, Those different states. The other one's in Jersey.
2: Well, we should have some law about that. Like, they're extraditing some guy from Connecticut, some serial Michael killer. Michael Ross. He's your serial killer? You have one? Well, Connecticut? He's, well. Why don't you tell me about that? That makes you more badass, by the way. Oh, uh, sorry. The yeah, serial killer. Yeah.
3: Maybe. He's been in jail for a while, yeah. thankfully.
2: So now he's in jail for life, and they found out he admitted to killing some girl 15 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever. So they're extraditing him so he can be tried?
3: Well, the family there probably wants answers and justice.
2: Do we have the death penalty in New York?
3: Yes, you do. You yeah, oh, that's
2: it. why they're extraditing him. You
3: just got it a few years ago.
2: Awesome. See, I wasn't sure. Oh, so maybe that's why they figure. Okay, we're gonna fry this boy's ass. We're gonna give him a nice lethal injection.
3: You guys don't. You guys haven't killed anybody either in New York.
2: You should bring back guillotine, teening. Yeah. Public cool. guillotining. Yeah, hanging, huh. hang to the yeah. death. They
3: hung somebody. Was it in Oregon a few years ago?
2: Did they? Yeah. Sweet. Public hangings. Yeah. Those are good days. Good times. Good times. <laughs> <laughs>
3: the state senate has approved a bill that would prohibit children younger than 18 from I remember from going playing... to a public
2: hanging when I was a kid. Back in the day? <laughs> Back in the day. I'm old school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Hmm. What did they approve?
3: A uh, bill that would prohibit children younger than 18 from playing point and shoot arcade games. The proposal would make it illegal for owners of arcades and malls to allow kids to play games that involve firing fake guns at human images on the screen.
2: Like Sniper?
3: Violators would face fines of up to $1,000. That bill now heads to the house.
2: I'm not sure what to think about that. I don't have much of a problem with um, violent games and violent images with my kids. And it may be wrong. It's just that I know that I, you know, I grew up with them to an extent or whatever, but it nev- I never took it, I, I never confused reality with fantasy.
3: Well, the games, I don't know how, I've, I don't have kids, um, so I don't, but the games now, it's a little different now than oh, yeah, asteroids.
2: Yeah, yeah, it is, but They're it's... They're really it's, realistic. But it's still a matter of separating reality and sure, fantasy. Which and, most and, kids can do. I never, ever even had the slightest problem with that, not even for a second. You know, so, and I'm I'm, pretty sure, if I say pretty sure, because I guess you don't honestly know completely, much as my parents didn't know what to expect out of me. <laughs> uh, but, you know, from what I can tell is that my kids don't have that problem either. Most kids don't have that problem. Right. So is this, for some of them, is it, why? They feel it's desensitizing people. Right. They're pretty bloody.
3: Oh, yeah. And my problem with them is not that, it's just I feel like, I need to take Dramamine just to watch them.
2: Oh, they're they I was me and my thirteen-year-old. We were having a good time. We weren't playing sniper. We were playing one with uh, with all these zombies. Have you seen that one? Oh, Resident Evil. Yeah, it's yeah, good stuff. Whew. Bloody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you feel bad when you accidentally shoot an innocent bystander, though, don't you? It happens. You can do that. <laughs>
3: Timothy McVeigh has gotten a break from the same federal government he hates, but legal experts don't think it'll be enough to save his life. The Justice Department has disclosed that because of a mistake by the FBI, thousands of pages of documents from the Oklahoma City bombing investigation were withheld from McVeigh's defense team. A lawyer familiar with the case says the material includes information generated by thousands of phone calls to the FBI after the bombing, among them people claiming they had spotted McVeigh elsewhere, on the day of the bombing, McFay's lawyers haven't decided whether to seek a delay of his execution now scheduled for Wednesday. However, nobody's really saying they think it's enough to overturn the conviction outright.
2: If he gets off because of a technicality... When he's, he's already
3: admitted that he's done it. He's admitted
2: he's it. done it. Yeah. He's claimed it. He's I think laid he wants to, to
3: die. He wants to be a martyr for his cause. If he
2: gets off for, because of a technicality, one of those FBI agents has got to go. Someone's got to die. You know, just a symbolic just a gesture. Yeah, well, somebody's got to take his place. I would have been with <laughs> turning. I would been with
3: turning his badge and his gun. If but. you
2: got a guy who admitted, yes, I killed one hundred and some odd people, I was making a statement, and then because of some paperwork thing, because they didn't read him his rights or something like that, he gets off. They got to go.
3: Nobody's saying that though. I don't think <laughs> that his co- his confession was the result of. The evidence being brought forward, I think his confession was sort of in conjunction. I don't think it's sort of, you know, one leads to the other because we didn't have this evidence. His, conviction is infa- his confession isn't valid. I'm not a lawyer, but Let's, and let I that, don't think it's going to happen.
2: Well, good. Let that be a warning to all of you here on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Something happens really bad, one of you's got to go. Yeah. <laughs> be killed. It's not going to be me. <laughs> well,
3: the XFL is no more.
2: No! It's over, Johnny. Oh, no, Vince. The year-old football in the towel?
3: Founded by the WWF and jointly owned with NBC, folded yesterday. Lost about $35 million in just a year. And NBC, well, that's just the WWF. And NBC should rack up a similar loss for a grand total of $70 million in losses. Vince McMahon says he and his backers looked at every conceivable way to make the league work, but could not do it. Only about two and a little more million people watched the last game.
2: Well, I mean, I'm doubly uh, concerned about the end of the XFL. I was hoping for, I was really hoping that he might, um, they might try another year. I was, I was wishing the best for them. I was hoping, you know, a little competition is healthy in this day and age. Mm-hmm. That said, I'm also concerned because I uh, heard that the word that he hate me is doing mornings in Hartford now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, you know, like as if it's not crowded enough here as it, as, as it is, you know, and he's got a lot of, that name, that name alone, he hate me in the morning. Oh, that's huge. <laughs> he hate you in the morning. <laughs> yeah. He hate everybody.
5: <laughs>
2: Actually, he's, he's joining Ross and Courtney. <laughs> Uh Ross Courtney, and he hate me in the morning. (laughs) Hey, he hate me. How you doing?
3: One of the kids pictured in a school yearbook in Arkansas is a little overexposed. I don't mean the photograph. Officials at Elmwood Junior High in Rogers, Arkansas, say one of the boys unzipped his pants while a group picture was being taken. And unfortunately, it's too late to take it out because the yearbooks have already been distributed to the kids.
2: Have you seen my wiener? Is it out? Did he take it? Did he take it out? You can see it.
3: You can see his wiener. The ninth grader could face <laughs> disciplinary action for revealing himself. Officials say they'll try to prevent a repeat performance, but they don't have somebody who looks over every picture with a magnifying glass. Your balls are
2: showing. Uh, it wasn't before; it is now. His new name <laughs> is Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Your Delta guy name is Dick. Oreo lovers, oh, he's holding oh, us. I'm sorry. Okay, we got into some
9: traffic, Psycho Dan. Why not give it to us straight, man? This traffic report is brought to you by Napa. Traveling on 84 East. A lot of heavy traffic now. Slow around the Park Road Curve. Busy between Exits 41 and 43. Then slow again from Sisson Ave through the downtown tunnel. 84 West. Slow going from Governor Street in and over the Bulkley Bridge out through the center of town. 91 South. You're busy from Exit 34 into town. 91 North. Heaviest by Exit 29A. You should be fine after that. Traveling on Route 2. It's going to be slow from Exit 3 up to the flyover. At 7.15, I'm Cycle down with this Modern Rec Report on Radio 1.
3: Well, if you love Oreos, you may love them even more with a new one that's hitting the market. And Nabisco has quietly started distributing chocolate cream Oreos. Ooh. Instead of the usual vanilla filling, the latest cookie has cocoa flavored insides. Ah. The first new type of Oreo in a decade, they join Oreo Minis, reduced fat, double stuff, and chocolate covered Oreos.
2: Oh, wow.
3: They should be available nationwide in about a month. Oh.
2: You ever like separate the uh, top and bottom and eat the cream out in the middle?
3: I don't like (laughs) them.
2: (laughs) It's kind of a very similar.
3: Dentists everywhere (laughs) are cursing at a new Oreo.
2: Oreos are pretty amazing. I was amazed at how many gazillions of dollars they make a year just on Oreos. It's like two hundred forty-five million dollars in sales.
3: Plus, they put Hmm. them in ice cream. That's a huge flavor, right?
2: I like the Oreo. What's your favorite cookie? I mean, you know, like. Package cookie.
3: Nutter Butter.
2: Nutter Butter? You're a Nutter Butter person. Well,
3: you know I love peanut butter. Oh, wow. Anything with peanut butter I like.
2: I ought to say that they're pretty high up there, the Oreo. I mean, they're way high up there. Although, well, see, I, see you get into some other, you know, like Intimins and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're going in the same area. Because I do like, like the, some of the... those
3: uh, big cookies. Yeah. Th- Pepperidge Farm cookies. Right. Then you, I those think are you're, high end. You
2: get high end. But with your straight ahead cookie, I think i
4: go for the Oreo. What about you, Nick? I don't like packaged cookies. Oh,
3: I forgot h- he's highbrow, uh, remember? Listen, what? No. They don't
4: have those in Long <laughs> <Battle>? <laughs> No. You gotta get fresh ones baked.
3: I, uh. By my I mom. Want, By I re- my
4: mom. Yeah, I refuse to eat packaged cookies. You
3: must have been such a brat.
4: <laughs> I don't like cookies. Oh, what about you? Let's go back to reality. Uh, Dark Side?
1: <laughs> it was either uh toss up between the Oreos or, you know, the um, EL fudge.
5: Yeah. You know, oh, yeah.
1: Fudge. S- they're yeah. shaped like the elf inside. Now
2: here's a. I don't know. This is. Good. I just love yeah. the. You know, I just remember this one. The pecan sandy These Keebler pecan sandies. You ever have one? I don't, I don't know. What, what you, wouldn't, you wouldn't think. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, no, they're still out there. <laughs> they're good. My grandmother did used to give them to me, though. <laughs> <I'm awful. Nana? laughs> that was, no, that was grandma. grandma and Nana. Grandma, the Swiss grandma. I even like Lorna <laughs> Dunes. Ovaltine. <laughs> Ovaltine. <laughs> <laughs> and and Peca- Keebler's Pecan Sandies. Yeah.
3: Well, you may not know his name, but he certainly helped you somewhere along the line in school. Cliff Hillgrass has died. Cliff Notes?
2: Yes. No! No! <laughs> yes. This is
3: tragic. At the age of 83.
2: Dude, you know what cliff notes are? Oh, God, yeah, I know Of no course. Cliff. I graduated <laughs> with the help of cliff. This guy is a god. <laughs> <laughs> we should have a, 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 I don't know, something, a moment of silence. Can guy we, who invented the cliff notes died. Can we get you are a god? <sighs> this was the world's greatest underachiever. You are a god. <laughs> and you know this came from him going... If only it was something I could read that would just skip all the BS and give me the important facts.
5: We're not worthy! <laughs> We're not worthy! <laughs> We're <laughs> not
3: worthy! Cliff Notes. Not. came up with the idea of selling book summaries more than 40 years ago, and his Cliff's Notes went on to earn him millions before he sold the company just in 1999.
2: So Darcy I like to revise his five people he'd like to have over for dinner. <laughs> Cliff from Metallica and Cliff Notes. <laughs> the all
3: Cliff dinner. The
2: Cliff dinner. Cliff them all. <laughs> Cliff <laughs> Huxtable. <Cliff>, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: The Cosby Show.
2: Oh, um, wow, I didn't Clif think Clavin. that was a real person. Clavin, <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good time. <laughs> <laughs> that was. A, I can't believe. I know that that was a person. I guess I should assume, but you know, there's these words that we just accept in our life, cliff notes, you know, and I think there was actually a, a person named Cliff. Well, yeah. then the
1: fact that I think they actually had a picture of some kind of cliff on, on the, oh, the books. Oh, did they? I think yeah, so, uh, yeah.
2: Uh, hill. It was yeah. kind of like, before you jump, you take right. these notes yeah. and run with them. <laughs> what a great gesture. What a humanitarian. Imagine
3: how many kids never even crack the binding of the real book. Friend
2: of every student. Dark that, side raises his hand. Hello. <laughs> that and classic comics. I've used classic comics to write reports. <laughs> <in here>. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you're like Costanza <laughs> with the Breakfast at <laughs> Tiffany's thing where it's a totally different ending in the movie.
2: Watching the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be careful he's with that.
3: In the book, he's gay. People, <laughs> no. a lot. You,
2: seriously guys, you're out there. If you think about using the video, a lot of times they make significant changes in the books. I mean, like you can't believe oh, how, yeah. how they'll change a name. They'll change... His sexuality, <laughs> I mean, they'll change the ending. The Shining, I'm not ruining this for anybody.
3: But I, I never saw it. I, the I saw The
2: Shining, and it was so intrigued uh, by the movie because there were so many unanswered questions that I went and read the book, and it was completely different. In the movie, there's this, there's this uh, black guy who who comes tries to come to the rescue, and he's killed. In the book, he saves the day. He lives, saves the people. They killed him in the movie. So if you're watching the movie, you're going, oh, and then so-and-so dies and this symbolizes he doesn't die.
4: I never knew that. The caretaker, the guy who the kitchen.
2: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, mm. he, he, I, didn't you think it was weird in the movie? He, he's struggling to get up to the, um, up to the, up to the hotel. Yeah. Struggling, struggling, struggling. He walks in the door and goes, anybody here? And Jack Nicholson buries a, an axe in his chest. Yeah, yeah. And I said, What's with dad? I've been following this guy's struggle. He sticks his head (laughs) in the door and he gets killed. Well, in the book, he says, anybody here? And he continues on. And he saves the people in the last chapter. It's him and the kid and the mom. Yeah. Everybody's chilling. He's the hero. I didn't know that. (laughs) Isn't that weird? Yeah. I mean, so be careful. You you students out there, what's the videotape scam? Mm -hmm. That don't work.
3: (laughs) A hundred-year-old man might be the oldest person ever arrested in the Miami area. He's free on bond after being charged with aggravated battery of his thirty-eight year old girlfriend.
2: Woo! He is badass.
3: Investigators say he doused her with gasoline. I mean, not that
2: it's good. Not that it's no. acceptable. I'm just saying a hundred year old still kicking.
3: She's thirty-eight, his girlfriend. How? And I don't think this guy has a lot of money, so I I can figure it out. But anyhow, he doused Goodness, her Zach.
6: <laughs>
3: He doused her with gasoline because she paid attention to other men. She was only minorly injured. The defendant, Herman Gildo Rojas, does have a police record. He served three days in jail at the age of 98 after getting into a scuffle with a bus driver. He's bad. He is a bad man.
2: <sighs> man, he's a. I'm not saying that. Forget about the, you know, beating and splashing gasoline. I don't approve of that, but this guy must be a stud. 100 years old, no money. He's got a 38 year old girlfriend. Mm hmm. Hmm. That's pretty impressive. Tommy Lee will probably like <laughs> <well> like that.
3: <laughs> A woman says she found her plumber wearing just his shoes and socks ah. as he tried to unblock her sink.
2: Okay, well, sometimes you have to. <laughs> you don't want to get any. You know? do splash your good clothes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, Dennis Myron Smith Jr. has been charged with lewdness after he undressed while working on the woman's New Jersey home. Police say the woman was embarrassed and ran upstairs plumber was working on her sink downstairs while she was upstairs, and when she came down, she found him naked and then immediately ran back upstairs. Was
2: he snaking the sink by any chance?
3: A short time later, he called to the woman saying the job was finished. She came downstairs, and he was dressed. After they discussed the bill, she went back upstairs to get her checkbook, and then when she came down a second time, he had once again disrobed.
2: Ah, I see. This is, this is a subtlety. Plumber's crack, plumber's cock. Very different things. <laughs> so maybe he was confused with the word. He thought it was something different. Was he wearing red shoes and black socks by any chance? It
5: may
2: have been my ride. Your buddy.
3: <laughs> a golfer has been arrested after, allegedly, uh, violently, uh, after an alleged violent outburst on a golf course in Florida. 62-year-old Robert Jacobs has been charged with battery after being accused of fighting on the fairway. With him. Kai and his uh, foursome, Mr. Jacobs claims Robert Borkowski deliberately threw his ball into the lake. When he went to get a new ball from Mr. Borkowski's bag, the two started brawling.
2: You know, now if there was more of this I might be interested. In golf. In golf. It makes it a hell of a lot more interesting. Bring some elements of hockey in there, <laughs> which we tried to do so long ago. Ah, whatever happened to rogue mm-hmm. golf? It was, I had such a promising mm-hmm. start. I miss it.
3: Detectives investigating the murder of Robert Blake's wife are turning up the heat on the actor. Yesterday, they said he was the primary person they were investigating. That's from a couple of dif- different sources.
2: I knew that was coming. Yeah, I dropped my gun in the in the restaurant. U G L Y. You ain't got no Ella by you, ugly. That woman.
3: Yeah. yeah, well, here's an interesting twist.
9: The bitch ugly.
3: Apparently, <laughs> police grew suspicious of his story about the parked car and going back to get the d- the gun when they learned that he had parked a block from the restaurant behind a dumpster and near a building construction site. Ah,
2: well, he didn't want anybody <laughs> to see the car. You know, it might or steal. Or the
3: firing of the gun. No.
2: This. Did, well, you know what? This is... There's more here. There's a bigger story here. The bigger story Mm -hmm. here. This is a warning. It's a warning about drinking too much because clearly he must have been drunk when he had sex with this woman. (laughs) (laughs) This thing is is terrifying. How and I don't know. Jerry Lee Lewis did it with her. Marlon Brando's son did it with her. Everybody's doing with this this hoe, and she's got nothing going on. Nothing. And apparently, after he knocked her he got her pregnant, mm-hmm. and she must have just been rolling those dice. That's why he married her. Like, you know, the old right. Italian do the right thing. And she's living in a cottage in the back, running mail fraud. Right. Sending pictures out of a model and, and asking people for 50 bucks, saying that she wants to have sex with them and stuff. Yeah. This is just, this story is just too good. Just too good. She's a whore. Possible. Mm. Have you seen any like the, They've got entertainment tonight. Some of these people have some pictures of her that are just terrifying. Nick, the day you see these pictures is the day you we call and you won't leave your room. You're curled in the fetal <laughs> position. <laughs> this woman
4: is is ugly. I saw some tape of her last night. You did? You did? Yeah. She's uh got not a looker. No. Looks like somebody's been down out here with the ugly stick. But it seems like they. They're thinking that um, he had somebody do it. Who,
2: oh, well, you mean somebody like pull the trigger? Yeah. Possibly. How dumb is she, too? If she was a. He said, well, we don't know. She said she was, he says she was afraid, feared for her life. Mm-hmm. And his bodyguard supposedly says that they saw somebody, you know, lurking around right. the property. He's trying to, you know, get this whole thing set up. Actually, you got to applaud her as well because, you know, it just goes to show you that, you know, Physical looks, and as I can attest, are no (laughs) hindrance. You can can achieve your dreams.
3: Uh, More disappointment for Guns N' Roses fans. The band's label has canceled the European tour. Spokeswoman insists the tour is being rescheduled because guitarist Buckethead is ill and hasn't been able to make rehearsals. But the dirty inside story is that Axel is at odds with his label, which is Interscope, Geffen A&M. Right. Word is that he's refusing to promote the C D Chinese democracy unless he can go and tweak it some more. Price is estimated to be about ten million dollars so far, although that's being disputed that by copy?
2: Interscope. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. He's wow. he's a he's got a big prima donna thing doesn't he
2: you know let's be fair you know when you have a Buckethead <laughs> on guitar who wears a KFC bucket and, <laughs> and a mask you can't just have anybody behind that yeah, mask and that bucket and you can't replace him with say another guitar god <laughs> and expect that people aren't going to notice that it's not Buckethead because it's more than just his shredding it's also the the movement shots dance moves that he does remember those he's yes. almost robotic <laughs> He's robotic. There's a lot going on there. Didn't you say he was having some problem with his scalp? Yeah, he had some bad plugs. Not Buckethead. Axel. Maybe Buckethead <laughs> has a spare bucket for Axel. <laughs> they go both go out there with the Buckethead. Mom and child.
3: Seattle <laughs> beat the Red Sox 5-2. Twins over the Yankees 5-4 in 10. Colorado 8-2 over the Mets. NBA Charlotte beat Milwaukee. And in hockey, Pittsburgh over Buffalo to advance. Sunny, warm, uh, well into the 80s today. Tonight, clouds. Upper 50s tomorrow. Partly cloudy. Showers in the afternoon, but near 80. It's 54 at
2: 7-30. Actor David L. Lander, a.k.a. Squiggy, from TV's Laverne and Shirley show, is supposed to be here now. He's here. He's here. Mm-hmm. Dogside, put away your cricket sound. <laughs> Dogside always keeps it at the ready, just in case something <laughs> something happens. No, he is here. Uh, he, is promo- he is in town speaking at an MS uh, multiple scleros- uh, sclerosis patient program tomorrow between 9 a.m. and 12 noon at the Rocky Hill Marriott That's exit 23 off I-91, 100 Capitol Boulevard, Rocky Hill, Connecticut. It is open to the public because he has MS. He's got a book out called Fall Down Laughing, How Squiggy Caught Multiple Sclerosis and Didn't Tell Nobody. Squiggy talk right there. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to talk to him when we return with more D Snider Radio. This is Radio 104.
4: What do come over. D.
0: Snyder Radio. It's in the guy's ass. That's not the real story. if you rock my box. That's the real story.
5: You
7: rock my world. D. Snyder Radio. It's important enough to squeeze your cheeks for.
0: Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Six 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 forty four forty four.
2: Focus
0: your energy on Radio One O
2: Four. All right, we're back.
8: David L. Lander is with us in the studio. Hey, David. Yes. How's it going? Oh, it's going fine. I'm just trying to figure out how to work my earphones. Oh, I think they, you uh, know, I used to be on Radio D, and they've changed these things. New fa- back <laughs> in, back <laughs> in the day, uh, wasn't uh, it like... In my day, you know, it was just kind of a tin can <laughs> and a string, and by golly, it worked real well, you know? They had, like, egg crates on the walls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that was really good, because it absorbed the sound, and, uh, you know... it yeah, held one ear. Made, yeah, exactly. I yeah, always did that. And it was, <laughs> it was like that guy I'm
2: laughing. He says... So like uh, yeah, um, oh, yeah. Gary Owens. Yeah. yeah Gary always like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Hello, yeah,
8: the old radio announcer. Yeah, well, let
2: me just take care of this business here okay. and tell you uh, a couple of things uh, next week on D Snyder Radio. Look forward to uh, oh, interview with Rebecca Lobo from the New York Liberty and Do and Sagan Zivas Psycho Dance Game Show. It means say what, but in German, but he's kind of strict, so we changed the title of the show to Sagan Zivas. Mm. So you look forward to that. Yeah, he's in here somewhere and. uh also, good news for you people who want to go to the big show this weekend but don't have the bread. Loud and In Your Face is happening tomorrow at the Meadows Music Theater in Hartford. Stain, Disturbed, Tantric, Boy Hits Car will be performing. We expect to talk to the lead singer from Tantric a little later on in the show. And tickets are on sale now through alltickets.com locations. But if you're calling number 10 at 860-666-4444, you will win a pair of tickets. You'll go free. Every hour today, from now until 11 p.m. tonight, we'll be giving away a pair of tickets to the Loud and In Your Face show tomorrow at the Meadows Music Theater. But enough of that crap. How you doing,
8: David? I'm oh, fine. You said Loud and In Your Face. I kept thinking Loud and Your Face Wainwright, you know. Who's that? You know Loud and Wainwright. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. yeah. But that's just my silly mind running off on attention.
2: Well, actually, I was was talking to David a second ago. I said I wanted to get him here for the news because when I was reading his book, which is aptly entitled Fall Down Laughing, How Squeaky Got Multiple Sclerosis and Didn't Tell Nobody, that you... And did that start in radio, but you, your first real kick in your career was doing radio That's out in right. California. Mm-hmm.
8: Yeah, we were logged, uh, we are called the Credibility Gap. We were logged as a news mm-hmm. team on KRLA Radio, uh, 50,000 Water and on AM Radio. And uh, our job was to report the news and then do a satire on the stories. And basically we did them uh, as, as the characters and uh, we did them like radio plays with sound effects and, uh, we're stealing and background that bit. music. Yeah. Yeah, this is where it all began. <laughs>
2: this is yeah. where it all began. And, and,
8: <laughs> and who was it? Harry Shearer. Was Harry Shearer. Michael McKean joined us later, and Richard B. B. Who's gone now, and um, me. And then we would bring in a guest each week. I was
2: talking was about great. how incestuous it is out there in Hollywood. People wonder why it's t- so tough to break in. I mean, friends, you you were. I don't say childhood friends, but you were very—you were young men and women. Yeah. Penny Marshall, mm-hmm. Rob Reiner, right. yourself, Michael McKeon, mm-hmm. Harry Shear. and I'm looking at this ho- list of who's who in Hollywood, <laughs> and then I'm saying, "Wait a minute! I've seen David in this movie with these guys, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. movie, and you guys have been involved with each other for over—you lived in in Rob Reiner's garage or
8: something." Yeah, for a we while. There, Yeah, exactly. It was. Um, Rob, uh, well, Rob lived in Carl Reiner's house, which obviously that's his dad. His dad. And then when I moved out to L.A., I had no place to stay. And uh, by this time, Rob had moved out, and uh, Carl said, well, why don't you just stay in my attic? And up in the attic was a bed and some furniture they stored away. And it was
2: in Beverly Hills. Yeah, in Beverly Hills,
8: (laughs) and it had about... 21 Emmys sitting there <laughs> and at, late at night I would just hold them up to the mirror everybody was asleep and I would make my oh, I'd like to thank the academy or, for giving me a bed tonight that's pretty inspiring uh, yeah. actually that's gotta
2: be but that yeah, fun.
8: That's fun so, but with the credibility gap mm-hmm. you did that for a bunch of years I mean, you, seven years we were fired from two radio stations no that's not uh, that's credibility yeah. in the radio and this is fired in fact yeah well, the uh, station manager fired us when he said uh, the times are too serious for satire this was during the Vietnam War and I mean, we did like when the milai massacre happened. It, we you goofed on that. Oh yeah, we did it as, uh, but we did it like a Bilko show. You know, with Sergeant <laughs> Bilko. Go ahead, Doberman, Go ahead. Just, uh, I don't care if they're women and children. Oh geez, I oh, have. Oh, oh
5: man.
2: And, <laughs>
8: that's uh, a little rough. Yeah. No, I, th- I think I may get fired. Yeah. <laughs> just dragging me in. Here. Mm-hmm, yeah, and then. Um, Comedy's not pretty, Beth. No. No, no that's true. <laughs> and then. And in uh, satire, remember everyone's an asshole. <laughs> you can't exactly. side with anybody.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. As long as you're, as long as you're shooting at everybody, yeah. You know, nobody they shouldn't be that upset. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that credibility gap thing went on for a number of years, and mm-hmm. you had albums with them. And yeah, you
8: know, and Warner Brothers and Capitol. And so it was like
2: a whole. They toured with it. I mean, it was a yeah. whole career. Before people saw you as Squiggy yeah. and Laverne Surely you walked through that door the first time and said hello. Right. right. And everybody's going, wow, who are these guys? Again, mm-hmm. it's like another overnight sensation.
8: Yeah, and those characters were created by Michael and I at Carnegie Tech, which is now Carnegie Mellon University. We're both drama majors there. and In New York? No, in Pittsburgh. Oh, in Pittsburgh. And um, I was from the Bronx and Michael was from Long Island. And uh, Lenny was based on a guy he knew in Long Island, and Squiggy is based was on originally a guy. Anthony. 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 Yeah, that Anthony. got changed. Anthony yeah. got changed. Too by many Gary Italians Marshall. on the show. Gary yeah. said. he su- suggested I call him Marvin. To which I said no. Hmm. And um, but in the Lenny and Anthony folklore, Anthony had a cousin named Squiggy. So he said, "Well, hmm. for the eight people who remember Lenny and Anthony from college, we gotta you know get, make Anthony Squiggy."
2: Now, what I'd like to hear is the real Lenny and Anthony. Bits because apparently they were yeah, they very, very blue very blue and mm-hmm. curse laden mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot of your friends said how the hell are you going to clean this up for TV <laughs> I
8: know and then they'd say you know I saw him on TV but uh, you know they, how come you weren't using the dirty words? You're going, well, there is a thing called the FCC, you <laughs> It's know. called TV. Yeah, right, exactly. Are there any tapes? Is, it, is this recorded or anything? It, um. Yeah. There may be some basement tapes somewhere, I guess. that. Oh, uh, man, that, I would love know. to hear that. Lenny and squeak cursing their brains and, out. <laughs> and Michael and I, every so often, we'll get together and we'll fall into it, and we'll go right back to the old Lenny and Anthony. you know? Were well,
2: you shocked when it, like... When all of a sudden you were, like, making money doing
8: something yeah. you guys were just goofing around with for years? We were very surprised. I mean, uh, when people started recognizing me on the street and saying Squiggy, I thought, how do they know that name, you know?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, basically, Penny Marshall was having a party... Yeah, uh, and she said, "Come over and, and do this your bit for the uh, for the, the people right. at my party." And mm-hmm. you guys were like reluctant to even do it.
8: Yeah, well, she said, um, you know, the, I I was thinking Lenny and Anthony would be great last ditch dates for the girls. And the show had no pilot, which is very unusual. It was just going to go on the air, and they needed characters. And she said, I was thinking Lenny and Anthony would be good, maybe one or two shows. And Michael, his wife was pregnant, and we were not making any money at the time. And he didn't want to go. He said, I don't know any of those people. I said, forget it. Look, we got six, you got $6 in the bank. Your wife's pregnant. Let's go. And if they want us to do these guys, we'll fall into them. And we did. We did a bit we'd never done before, nor have we ever no. done since. Everybody laughed. And then the next day, they said, would you write yourselves into the first show? And the very first show, you mm-hmm. guys wrote created the hello bit. Yeah, which was basically the hello thing was simply because... <laughs> We couldn't figure out why the girls would let them into their apartment. <laughs>
5: <'Cause>,
8: <laughs> <laughs> We've seen the characters. Yeah, 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 you don't have to explain no that. no way that they would let them in. So uh, Michael suggests, he said, well, why don't we just do a bit where uh, Laverne says, uh, don't worry, Cheryl, your Prince Charming might walk right through that door. Hello. Boom! We come in, and then by the time everyone's finishing laughing, they'll have yeah. forgotten how did they get in without yeah. a key and just throw the door open. And Gary Marshall said, "That's your dynamite." Yeah, right, dynamite. Yeah, and then he then he wrote a whole script that where I'd be going, "You know, Len, hello." I was thinking, that "Hello." I and mean, what the hell is all these hellos? Here? And he said, "That's your dynamite." I said, "Yeah, but you don't say hello in the middle of a sentence.
2: <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I just love that show, Laverne Shirley, and watched it, you know, every week. And I, you know, you think about things that stick in your mind, and this may not mean anything to anybody but the day you bought the no frills or was it was the uh, potato chips for the party they sent you to get potato chips and they was that you were lenny and every chip was crushed yeah in the bag and you just poured out <laughs> like dust yeah i don't know it just stinks yeah. in my mind yeah it was awesome um so i just want so you got a book fall down laughing i looked at the copyright it came out when did actually the book September. come out so it's fairly new mm-hmm. and, and it's in the stores and it's a entitled the subtitle How Squiggy Caught Multiple Sclerosis and Didn't Tell Nobody. And I was pretty first of all, understandable. As you was- read the book and and these symptoms are starting to happen to you you don't want to think that you've got some right. debilitating disease. You, you think, oh, uh, I didn't get enough sleep or, yeah, uh, you know, right. I mean, stuff's happening to me, to be quite honest, and I'm, yeah. a, I'm afraid to look, <laughs> yeah. uh,
8: you know. You self-diagnose yourself into something that, you know, is just kind of, uh, oh, well, it's all in my head anyway. Right, know? and because I'm, uh, I'm, I'm skim reading, I know I saw when... Because <laughs> the symptoms would come quick and then they'd leave just as quick. So the way I chose to deal with it was, eh, forget it. You know? Oh, we're
2: all more than willing to just say, yeah. you know,
8: oh, it's just just one of those things. Yeah, it went yeah. away.
2: Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, who wants to go say, let me check that yeah. out? Mm-hmm. Uh, you no, know, we. Everybody lives in... It is a denial factor that's yeah. built into everybody. So, but well, if this was kind of, kind of, this is kind of weird. And gonna, this is going to be verification, by the way. Mm-hmm. When you were in the hospital and you had the spinal tap and you got diagnosed, mm-hmm. a very Another famous event, sad event, was happening simultaneously to him being diagnosed. Yeah, tell him what that was. In the next
8: room, Andy Kaufman died of cancer, and in in, we're in the same hospital, Cedar Sinai. And uh, I was so afraid that people would find out I had MS, and I was going to hide it. And then the uh, AP called up, and I thought, oh God, they know. And all they said was, "Listen, uh, Dave, uh, we hope you're all right and everything, but." Uh, are you next door to Andy Kaufman? I said, uh-huh, what do you mean? And I said, well, isn't he in the hospital, and didn't he die? And I had no idea that he had died, and I didn't even know... Well, he, he kept that disease a yeah. secret
2: as well. Yeah, right. People didn't and know he was sick, but that's great. Mm-hmm. That covered for you really nicely. Yeah,
8: so all they wanted to know was uh, whether it was true or not. And, and So his
2: verification. He's dead. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I know some of your friends, Andy, uh, I mean... um Harry Shear mm-hmm. said to you, I don't believe...
8: Yeah, he, I don't believe Harry Andy's came dead. over to see how I was doing and all he wanted to know was whether Andy was dead or not and he was sure that it was a hoax. And it's mm-hmm. no hoax. No. no.
3: Because there were so many jokes pulled in the past. Yeah, yeah of yeah, course. It just seemed like
8: uh, that it would be a hoax. All I was
2: saying this I mean. earlier, w- when you've got MS... And which is a, a muscular, but can you define MS for people who don't know? Cause dark side was going, that's dark
8: side Dave. He was going, well, what exactly is MS? Yeah. Cause you hear it, mm-hmm. but you don't know exactly what it is. Well, it's not muscular dystrophy. So I'm not one of Jerry's kids. All right. But that people uh, get those people confused. People get that confused mm-hmm. all the time. And it's basically, um, a, and a, it's, uh, a disease of the central nervous system. And, um, it can happen anytime to anyone usually it strikes between 20 and 40 and different degrees of it like annette funicello has ms mm-hmm. and her ms is far more severe than mine it is yeah and um i mean she needs a wheelchair and she has trouble eating does and, richard you know. Pryor have ms yes yes he does this is really very severe yeah. very severe and um i'm lucky i mean i've had it now for 17 years and I'm still walking and talking and laughing and scratching and all that. And one of the reasons I wanted to keep it a secret was, as long as I look normal, why rock the boat? You know, you want to get work, and uh, they won't hire you if they know you have that. Because half of show business doesn't know what it means. They only know from Annette Funicello or something. So. Well, I
2: thought that when you're a comedian, mm-hmm. I'm reading your book and I'm saying... The, they they think you're kidding, like when yeah. you would would stumble or fall or whatever mm-hmm. because you're you know yeah you know David Landis just wiggling. Oh, yeah. nah, he's uh, being funny. Uh, you asked somebody I what it was uh, oh um Buck Henry. Mm-hmm. Oh he yeah. He came off stage and said hold me up. Yeah. And Buck was like what a kid are you yeah, right. when he hold me up he was asking him to help mm-hmm. him
8: out yeah. and he thought he was just goofing. Yeah, and that was one a night that I was on stage and had an attack and I didn't know what it was. And then we were taking the curtain call, and I said, hold me, Buck, because if I bow down, I'm going to fall into the orchestra pit. And he just thought... He thought either I was uh, loaded or... um, And if
2: you had fallen in, the
8: crowd would have been going wild. He is so good. Boy, he committed, (laughs) huh? (laughs) He landed right on the snare drum. You know? He face planted to the tuba. I am my rim
2: shot. You know? <laughs> so you're going to be talking today, mm-hmm. and I hope it's not for three hours. No, God, no. Uh, it says uh, at the MS Patient Program at Rocky Hill Marriott between 9, not today, it's tomorrow. Yeah. Between 9 a.m. and 12 noon, it's open to the public. Mm-hmm. That's in Rocky Hill at 100 Capitol Boulevard. And uh, what kind of people are going to be there?
8: Well, probably a lot of people with MS are people who know people with MS, okay. and um, just regular folks, too, perhaps. And uh, I'll be there. I think I'll be signing my book. Is that right? Yeah, I'll be signing. I won't be signing anyone else's. Yeah, you so mean. don't bring that copy of Treasure Island you want me to sign, because I ain't doing it.
2: Uh, well, I mean, what is... I mean, of course, you're spreading the word, but uh, basically... It's a big thing that people are secretive about it or afraid you want people
8: to be more aware. And, yeah, and, and also it's basically now, unlike when I was diagnosed where there was really nothing you could do, uh, now they have um, they have drugs out that can really you know treat this disease. I take a drug. Not a death ab- sentence. No, I take Avonex once a week, and it keeps me normal or as close to normal as I'll ever be. Yeah, and, well, you uh, weren't totally yeah, normal with. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and uh, it's the old squiggy line. The doctor says I'm absolutely normal, or as he says, abnormal. <laughs> 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 so, so you want to let them know that there's there's yeah. medication.
2: Yeah. Is this one of those things that? Early diagnosis is important yeah. for, like yeah. it didn't help you to be denying it, as for, you know, for any length of time.
8: No, I mean, uh, in fact, once I started taking this medicine, it was really, I said, well, now I'm admitting to myself I really do have this. I knew I had it, but once you start doing something for yourself about this disease, then you really are, you know, throwing away that denial and saying, okay, let's try to treat this thing as opposed to... Pretend it ain't there. Well, what are
2: the, you know, the war- are, there, are there warning signs? Yeah, uh,
8: they're, they're different for everyone. Some people have trouble with their vision. I didn't have any vision problems, but basically a weakness in the legs, uh, a feeling of like, you know, my arm had fallen asleep and it just wasn't waking up, um, tripping over cracks in the sidewalk, and you'll notice there are no cracks in the sidewalk, mm-hmm. and um, balance problems. That's why people would say, you know, I think uh, you better stop drinking, Dave. And you go, huh? oh, yeah. And I would, if they said I was an alcoholic, I was kind of relieved they didn't say I had MS. I gonna, yeah, so oh, those sounds like symptoms of alcoholism. Yeah. Nick has a lot of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 and they've got a Betty Ford clinic. We don't. Hey, so uh, tell you know. your
2: mother you have MS. Yeah. And she won't be mad at you for <laughs> drinking. Yeah. Hey, it, you, now, after you found out you had it, mm-hmm. and, I, and I mean, I, I could probably see why, but I think people would be interested. Even Michael McKean is one of your best
8: friends. Yeah. I mean, but he didn't know for 10 years. Right. Yeah, and, and in fact, when I when he came to the hospital when I was the day I was diagnosed, and then he asked me, "So what is it you've got?" And I had already decided I wasn't going to tell anyone, but there was Michael, and I said, "Oh, it's a chronic bad back, but it can be treated." And I, as I was saying those words, I went, "My goodness, I'm lying to my best friends," and the the adventure began. You know, I went, "If I'm lying to him, well, well, why?" Why I did just you find yourself didn't trust lying. anyone and it wasn't that I didn't trust him. I just felt once you tell one person uh, you know Michael and I are always being asked about each other no matter what we're sort sure. of joined at the hip and that's that Michael's lenny yeah and uh, I just thought well, Somebody might say, how's David doing, or why haven't I seen him? I didn't want him ever to be pushed into a corner where he says, mm-hmm. hey, li- listen, leave him alone. He's got to, am- oops, you know. Right. I, In my imagination, that could happen. Well, you were fearful. So, I was that, fearful. so I just That thought,
2: Hollywood would sort of say, hey, he's sick, we can't yeah, use him exactly. anymore?
8: Yeah, let's uh, give him a dinner, and maybe there'll be a movie of the week in this. But, uh, you know, that was about it. So I just felt, no, don't don't trust Hollywood to be too understanding. Uh, I mean, they may be understanding, but they may never hire you again.
2: So now, in retrospect, do you think that was... A did good call on your part?
8: Well, you I, I think, yeah, looking back, I'm, I'm sort of glad I did that. I mean, it wasn't looking back, it wasn't fun. I mean, there's enough stress in having the disease. In hiding it and lying about certain symptoms, that's pretty stressful too. But, um, yeah, if I had to do it again, I probably would. I can see why a lot of people do lie. I can see that. You didn't know, didn't just,
3: Montel Williams also?
8: just? Yeah, he has yeah, it. He, He's had it for, I don't know, a year now. And
2: um, I was, and it says that it's brought on by a tr- a trauma, that a trauma to your it?
8: nervous system. Anyone can get it, and it strikes between the ages. Uh, it strikes any anytime, but between the ages of twenty and forty is really where. You're most vulnerable.
2: And what? What do we say? Trauma. What's a trauma? What defined trauma?
8: Well, it can be anything from like just you know, uh, while unpacking your trunk, and you hit your head on the mm-hmm. lid of the trunk, and suddenly, oh, that hurts, and then suddenly you're walking with a slight limp or something, and you're wondering why. Now, or should, do in you my have to case, be
3: predisposed I, to it, and that brings it on, or they don't know.
8: They they're not sure. I mean, it could be something that's lying dormant mm-hmm. in your system. Uh, it's not necessarily inherited. It's not something you're born with. Uh, It can Mm. just happen. It happens to women three times more than men. Is that right? Yeah. So, um, so in your so case, it's a great place to meet girls.
3: Could they point a finger to anything?
5: <laughs>
8: <laughs> are they are they easy? Uh, yeah, I, you know, oh sure. You Nothing know, do. Icebreaker. You know? No, yeah. Nick, you can't fake it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so you come to my disease often? You know. uh, yeah. So it, it's uh, with my case. I think the trauma to my nervous system was that when I was in Mexico doing a movie, I caught a really severe flu, hmm. and I had about 104 fever for. Which movie was, was that? The Conan, Conan the Destroyer, yeah, with Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Will Chamberlain. So not only was a crappy film, but
2: it, it, mm-hmm, it yeah,
8: yeah, it was, gave you
2: uh, gave you disease. Yeah, yeah, that was a lousy experience. I was reading about yeah. that when he was in that movie. Yeah, yeah, but you learned how to ride a horse.
8: Yeah, I did, and use yeah. a sword. Mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> some things that'll come in real hand. Yeah. <laughs>
2: in Hollywood yeah, you know, yeah, day well, to day. You never
8: know when you're going to get into a sword fight in a parking lot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Those ballets are pretty <laughs> tough, you know. <laughs> hey, what, hey! So you, you've been involved with so many big names throughout your career, mm-hmm. and uh, and Arnold. Actually, Arnold sent him to the gym. Arnold, the gym fixes everything. Everything. Now, now I'm into staying healthy. I like to work out. But here he starts having symptoms of MS or whatever. And he says, you got to go to the gym four days a week. He
8: said to me, you know, Dave, you're very funny. Every day I do five sets of sit-ups, six sets of pull-ups, seven sets. Don't you do the same thing with comedy? I said, what do you mean? Well, don't you have to warm up like I warm up for physical stuff? Oh, yeah, I do six sets of mother-in-law jokes.
2: So, I heard you were concerned it was a tumor, and Arnold said... It's not a tumor.
8: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Arnold, just go to your room. <laughs>
2: go, go back to the gym. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was with Grace, Grace Jones. Grace Jones, the movie. yeah. Wow,
8: she was amazing, yeah. <laughs> <And> watching her <laughs> fight with a sword, she doesn't kid around, because like, she was like... Hurting stuntmen because she would oh. really do it, and, you, and Grace was one person you never were sure whether she was really over the edge or not. And what got me about Grace is when you'd sit down with her, she talked with a you know kind of a New York accent, and it was odd because you expected her to be so exotic. Exotic,
2: yeah, like French or yeah. something like that. And
8: I had sat down with her, and we were going over lines, and I said, "You know, we're in this bizarre situation. I mean, Arnold sounds like he's from Austria." I sound like I'm from New York. Um, we've got someone else sounds of like <laughs> English. Uh, Wilt sounds like he's from Philadelphia. So why don't you try, you play Zulu, or Zula, I think was her name. I said, why don't, do you, where are you really from? She said, well, Jamaica. Is where, I said, well, can you talk with a Jamaican accent? She said, yeah. I said, well, try the lines with a Jamaican accent. And she did, and suddenly it sounded a lot better. And then the director yeah. oh, freaked yeah, out. Yeah. Who do you think you are telling her how to do this? Yeah, directors don't like that yeah.
2: stuff. Mm-hmm. We're talking with David L. Sander, a.k.a. Squiggy, as Lander, sorry, that you know but best. But it's
8: interesting you put the S in front as opposed to behind, because a lot of people say Landers.
2: I, see, I was actually yeah. checking that earlier because yeah. I wasn't sure if it yeah. was. And he's got a new book out called Fall Down Laughing, How Squiggy Caught Multiple Sclerosis and Didn't Tell Nobody. Mm-hmm. So we to be talking about it uh, on Saturday at the Rocky Hill Marriott in Rocky Hill, Connecticut, between 9 a.m. and 12 noon. All right, this is the last thing I want to ask you. now. Yep. I don't want any problems. Okay, fine. So just... All right. Yeah, I am. Okay, now? You don't like the Yankees. I'm a Yankees I fan. I grew up in the Bronx. I, I wanted uh, you're a Pittsburgh fan. That's okay with me, man. I'm cool yeah. with that. I'm not mm-hmm. fanatical Yankee yeah. fan. They started using my song. We're not going to take it know, yeah. in the '80s, and they invited me down. I'm like, okay, cool. They're losing, mm-hmm. and, and they're using my song. So great, but um, but you, you grew up in the Bronx, yeah, and you
8: hate the word. said in your book. Yeah. Hate. Yankees, how do you grow up in the Bronx? Hate the Yankees? Well, there was a a contingent of Yankee haters. Well, they're
2: they're Dodger lovers, Brooklyn Dodger lovers, usually. Yeah, were you a Brooklyn Dodger lover
8: at some point? No, no, my I was four years old, I didn't know what I was doing, and I was looking for a team to root for. I think I, you know, I knew the name Joe DiMaggio, and I liked that, and he had just retired. And uh, my brother said, my brother was eight, and he said, well, Joe DiMaggio, I said, he, you know, we go out and play catch. And I'd say, I said, I want to play Joe DiMaggio. He said, well, that's not a position. That's a person. <laughs> so it's like kind of, oh, what a gif yeah. You know, so uh, he, I said, then he brought, then my father and my brother went to the ballpark and they brought back a Pittsburgh Pirates pennant for me. And I just loved saying Pittsburgh Pirates. And at four years old, you know, the alliteration was just so great. <laughs> they're
2: kind of cool, too. Yeah. I, I admit, the, pi- the whole image of the Pirates yeah. and their logo, like he's mm-hmm. a Buccaneers fan. And I know half of it's because they got the cool... Scully Swords yeah. and Crossbone yeah. Yeah. on there. So I can understand the yeah. appeal
8: of the, of the Pirates. And I didn't know what Pittsburgh was. I, the Pirates, I thought, was something from a Gilbert and Sullivan operator. So uh, <laughs> it was just Pittsburgh Pirates. I loved saying it. And that's, that'll be my team. And they were the worst team in baseball then, <laughs> which is kind of what they are now. Yeah, that's what yeah, now. Ain't that the sad <laughs> truth? And uh, my brother said, well, listen, they stink now, but you don't know any better. By the time you're old enough to know, they've got to be better. And you can always say you're rooted for them when. Well, there's so, still uh, time. Yeah. <laughs> Commitment, yeah. Of course, the only, by the time I was 10, they finished in second place for the first time in 25 And they years. won the year in you got married. 1960, they won. And then the year I got married, yeah, they, they won 1979.
2: So your hatred for the Yankees is, is just basically like, because one of those things where everybody was loving them and you want to
8: be a little different. Yeah, also a lot of Yankee fans in my school, uh, they weren't really baseball fans. They say, I like the Yankees, why? Because they always win. I go, yeah, but how can you enjoy that if you've never been through the long This lawns? guy over
2: here, favorite team, Yankees, Dallas Cowboys, who he's going to bail on any day now because yeah. he's been a Cowboy fan. <laughs> I've been a fan since day one, mm-hmm. since the first Super Bowl. Yeah, he's been right, a fan. And now, one, yeah. Yeah, now he's going to be leaving any day now. He'll be moving on, find out who the next big team is. <laughs> yeah,
8: All yeah, right. The next uh, America's team.
2: David Landert, thank you very much thank for coming you, in. And. And, and good luck. Spread the word. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's great to meet you. Oh, it's great meeting you. And yep. thanks
8: so much for the really great interview. And, uh, yes. I and we'll, we'll plug in
2: some much. more on the show before we go oh, uh, tomorrow and check out his book. And and I will say, I think uh, it's, it's interesting reading. You know, you don't have to have any, any, any connection to MS in any fashion. No. It was very interesting to read about your career. As you know, as a person who who had dreams, anybody has dreams about making it big. Mm -hmm. You're like any of us. Uh, And it's interesting to see how things happen for you and to find out the people you've been involved with, the stuff you've done and how things happened. And and it's also a little scary Mm -hmm. because it's sort of like that, like, wow. This can happen to any of us in some fashion.
8: What would you do? Yeah,
2: so it's a pretty interesting book. Again, Fall Down Laughing, How Squiggy Caught Multiple Sclerosis and Didn't Tell Nobody. It's in stores now. We'll take a break. We come back. And what's coming up next, Nick? Uh, Hugo Ferreira from Tantric. Hugo Ferreira. I thought he was a clothing manufacturer, but apparently he's a lead (laughs) singer in a rock band. So stick around for more D. Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104.
0: WMRQ Waterbury Hartford.
2: I'm sewing your mouth shut. D Snyder
0: Radio. Oh,
3: what better way to celebrate on
0: Radio One Hundred Four? <laughs> now back to D Snyder Radio. What is
2: there to talk about? Oh, we're not gonna take
0: it. Starting to sound like somebody we know on Radio One Hundred Four.
2: <laughs> David Lander gave us a hello.
3: He told me that I'm too pretty for radio and that I should get into television. Well then,
2: why are you still here? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we got a hello, a real hello from the man Wiggy. Goodness. Good.
3: I was gonna, that's the he was such a good sport. Yeah, well, nice it, guy. I
2: mean, it should be, quite honestly. I mean, you got to be glad and I'm and I'm referring to myself. You were lucky enough to do something that struck a chord with people and they remember you for it. I
3: hate people who have this huge, huge character in a career. You know who does this? I, I shouldn't say hate, but Ginger on Gilligan's Island I saw this thing. She won't even admit that she was Ginger, but practically. Yeah. I mean, that was a huge... People love that show and love that character. I don't know why you wouldn't want to say... That was great.
2: Yeah, I, Robert Plant when he came back his tour, he wouldn't play any Led Zeppelin, didn't want to talk about it. You couldn't ask him a question. Come about on, it. It. it's Led Zeppelin. Dude. Be pr- I mean, not that he was he didn't say he was ashamed. He just wanted to look forward and blah blah blah. Greg you know, Brady,
3: uh, he's made a career out of being Greg Brady and I I can yeah. t- totally admire that. And hopefully
2: you do more down the line. Yeah. Hopefully you'll do more things. But even look at look at a rock band. Their first big hit is always, no matter how many hit records they have, that first record is always like the satisfaction yeah. for the Stones. Right. Everybody remembers that tune.
3: I guess people feel like I wasn't allowed, well, maybe I can understand, I wasn't allowed to grow, they typecast me as this person, and but at least you got that.
2: Yeah, well, fortunately David wasn't like that. Looking here for next week. Like I said, Saganzy Voss, S.D. Snyder Radio, brand new In the Hood with Beth Lockwood, D. Snyder Radio, Family Feud. All going on next week. Be sure to go to Radio104.com and answer this week's peeps poll so we can get your survey, we can survey you and get your opinions for the big feud on Monday. But right now, on the phone, please welcome to the show, Hugo Ferrera. Is that how you pronounce it, dude? That's pretty close there, bud. How do you pronounce it? I'm sorry? How do you pronounce your last name? Ferreira. Oh, Fer- Ferreira. Okay. Yeah, you did a good job. All right, that's pretty good. Hey, man, thanks for getting up for us.
6: Oh, man, it's a pleasure, man. How you all doing?
2: We're doing great. Uh, Hugo is the vocalist for Tantric. And, dude, as a lead vocalist, I got to figure this is probably one of the toughest gigs to take joining this band. I'm going to tell you why, okay? Tell me why, Hugo. Tell you why. This band, are the guys that used to be Days of the New, and they had all kinds of problems because of the ego of their original vocalist, and the whole thing fell apart. So when you're look, you're applying for the gig as lead vocalist, and the guys were suffering from LSD in the worst friggin' way, you know you know what that is, right? No, I, I don't
6: lead, know
2: lead singer doing. disease. Lead singer disease. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to walk in there, and they got to go. Okay, is this guy gonna be an a-hole or what? <laughs>
6: Well, uh, it, it was it was it was definitely uh, some shoes to fill, but um, you know we kind of just approached it like as a, a new project, and we I had actually known the guys for a few years before I actually joined the band. We were we were casual friends, and stuff.
2: how were your friends? You were from Detroit, and they were from uh, down south somewhere, right?
6: Uh, yeah, because I had like a solo project, and uh, we were pretty much kind of managed by the same company. Uh, so, okay. uh, I had actually opened for days right when they first started, uh, with my solo project, uh, a few times. And, and basically I, I kind of met them that way, you know, and we used to always hang out and, and, uh, I kind of saw the decay of, of, uh, of, of that band, you know, kind of secondhand and, and saw all the, the crap that they all had to go through. So, uh, you know when they when they basically called me and they're like, "Hey man, you want to start a new project?" You know, I you know I, I already knew what they had gone through and stuff like that, and you know that's just not my character. So we we always got along real great right from the beginning. You know, well,
2: Tantrix to be performing at the La- our Loud and in Your Face show this Saturday. That's tomorrow at the Meadows Music Theater with Stain, Disturbed, and Boy Hits Car. But but seriously, I mean this is like. Here, here, we take, take your, your, former, your bandmates, not former, your bandmates. Uh-huh. All right, they got a band. You know, you, everybody dreams of making it big. It's so tough to break through. Days in a new breakthrough. Platinum album. They're on MTV. The dream is alive. And then the thing crashes and burns. It's got, and you come in, you got to be like a guy coming in trying to pick up the pieces with a girl who's had a really bad relationship <laughs> prior. Right? I mean, they got...
6: Yeah, for they, sure. You know, You know, like... Well, this band's been together for two and a half years, but you know, I, I, you know, I of course, like the first year of it was kind of me just going, "Hey guys, you know, you can trust you. I'm not going to screw you." You know, <laughs> yeah,
2: I knew it. I knew they had to be gun shy. And you had to be walking on eggshells.
6: Right. Absolutely. But you know, I it, it was so cool because the guys in the band, despite despite what they went through, which was a lot, and, and people only know the half of it. um you know, they, they were still, they still had a real positive attitude, and they were like, you know, they, they kind of just approached it like, hey, you know, we, we got screwed, and, uh, you know, we'll just pick up the pieces, and they, they didn't really feel sorry for themselves, and, uh, you know, they knew it, they they just kind of got the, you know, the, the bad, uh, the bad
2: apple. The bad the fun, seed. You know? <laughs> well, I gotta say, you know, bravo to them. to to show, I mean, the, the band's got their new album out, they got a new deal, it's making some noise, they're out on the road and they basically said, and I'm a lead singer and I think that's cool. The band says, you know what? You Usually, lose the lead singer. It's 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 so such an incredible uh, you know casualty to the band. It's yeah. tough to to make come back from that. And if, and you guys are doing just that. You know, you got new vocalists and the new record sounds great. And yeah. you guys,
6: well, well we didn't want to approach it like you know like a part two. You know, we kind of uh, like wiped the slate clean, and we approached it as like a, a, a new band. You know, because you know when 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 I first moved down to Louisville from Detroit and stuff. I, you know, like we didn't have management, we didn't have an attorney, we didn't have anything. You know, we we had like a couple bucks in our pocket. You know, and a five dollar TV. You know, right on. And uh, so old school. We, we kind of approached the writing, you know, collectively and everything, you know, as as a band and started kind of, off, you know, from the beginning. So we we try not to get tainted by our you know previous experience.
2: Well, it's working for you. I'm glad to see that you're going to be at the big show tomorrow. Where you where are you right
6: now? Uh, I'm laying in my hotel, just uh, New York City. We're doing Conan O'Brien tonight.
2: Oh, have a great show! Tomorrow, you'll be here in town, kicking ass. Now, normally, I'm gonna f- I start with this question, but today, I'm gonna finish with this question and uh, consider your answer. Take a moment to gather your thoughts. Hugo, yes. How did Twisted Sister affect your life? Go. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Well, I remember once getting pummeled in the back of my high school by like like two or three guys, and in the background, as I was coming in and out of consciousness, I do remember I'm not going to take it. Yeah. Shut the hell up. <laughs> I'm not going to take Th- it.
2: This would be a negative neuroassociation, association <laughs> I think. Uh, Bro,
6: I, I do remember getting beat up with that song playing in the background and someone's, like, Mustang really, really loud. So every time
2: right. the song plays, you break out in a cold sweat? <laughs>
6: yeah. It's like covering your I head. I think that song would make me just get up and, like... Automatically no Kung Fu. Like Popeye or something. <laughs> something like that, right? It didn't and work. I tried. <laughs> and then uh, they're like, you got up? Oh, that means more beatings.
2: <laughs> hey, Hugo Ferreira, everybody. Lead singer for Tantric. They're appearing tomorrow night with Stained and Disturbed. The boy hits car at the Loud and In Your Face show at the Meadows Music Theater. Hey, thanks for getting up and talking to us, bro. Hey, man, thanks for uh, taking the time to talk to me, man. Uh, oh, good luck it. to you, and I uh, and hope to see you again sometime.
6: Yeah, everybody tune in tonight on the Conan O'Brien. Yeah, Definitely. all right, well, check it out. All right, buddy. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye.
2: Well, i got some reaction here uh, to the things we were talking about yesterday. People write to me at Howdy at Radio104.com, and I read every letter. I can't respond to any of them. But I appreciate them all. And uh, here's a letter uh, regarding the Pauly Shore interview. Prophet writes, uh, the Pauly Shore interview was cool. And you're right, the recording he played of his mom over the phone did sound like the teacher in Peanuts. I was thinking the same thing when you said that. I had to laugh. Yeah, it was, But it was kind of uh, nice that he shared that little thing with yeah. us. Missy Shore. Um, also, uh, his letter here. This is just a, a thank you to Heather Bowmeather. Banana, of faux feather, uh, who just writing about Nick's drinking thing. More concerned people uh, addressing Nick and addressing that listener who dressed me down for, tra- for being angry with Nick. Uh, on to uh, talking about hunting. Been a lot, a lot of talk mm. about hunting yesterday. Letter Rich from West Haven writes, D, I've been hunting for about 20 years, both with traditional recurve bow and shotgun. What I cannot believe is that people... Uh, do not actually see their target before they shoot. How can these people be so stupid to shoot blindly towards a sound without first visually recognizing it?
3: This is from another hunter.
2: Yeah, we actually spoke to the wife of the hunter who was shot by his friend Mm -hmm. in the chest. Good shot, by the way. Uh, I mean, hit the target. (laughs) Unfortunately. Unfortunately. uh, It is, it wasn't what he was aiming at, but he had a clean shot on it. It is the base, continuing, it is the basis for the hunter's training course that before you shoot, you are supposed to be able to see your target with a clear path to it so the projectile does not ricochet hitting God knows what or who else. These dumbass hunters must realize they are not the only ones in the woods. Rich from West Haven. And
3: you, if I were a hunter, I would be mad at these irresponsible hunters who are firing at will (laughs) at things they can't identify. You
2: think that guy's still going to be friends with that guy? I don't know. He shot him in the chest.
3: (laughs) I have some really good friends, but if one of them shot me.
2: One piece of shrapnel hit his penis.
3: The relationship would not be the same.
2: I would have a hard time. I mean, really. I'd never go hunting with him, that's for sure.
3: No, absolutely
2: not. Seriously. I don't care if you see rustling in the bushes. (laughs) Here's another one uh, about Darkseid and hunting. D, I was listening to the show yesterday, and I heard where listeners were complaining that Darkseid did not step up to the the plate where hunting is concerned. Too many times, gun owners are portrayed as anti-establishment rednecks on second thought, maybe Darkseid shouldn't represent. <laughs> oh. Just kidding. It's rich from New the- York. <laughs> I step up, man. I say, hey, they're
1: freaking morons. They, they shoot it. They don't know what they're shooting at. Morons.
2: We were talking about the top comedy shows in England, the top yeah. ten comedy shows. The
3: characters.
2: And I was and the subject of a, a show named called Black Adder came up. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't remember the details, and finally I remembered that uh, somebody remembered that this guy, what was the other thing? Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. Well, it says, uh, uh, Howie the Man writes... Says D, I thought it was great that the number one American in England was Homer Simpson.
3: Number one, not even just American. It's number one, including all of their
2: characters. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. Yeah. He says Homer does represent most of the American males in the U.S. <laughs> God bless him. I was also happy. Have you heard the little bit of Homer we have in one of our sweepers now for the station? I don't think so. You'll be very pleased. Um, I was also happy to hear that the Black Adder was one of the top three. Gang, if you have never seen the Black Adder, it's some good stuff. Rowan Atkinson, that's mm. the actor's name, plays many incarnations of Edmund Blackadder throughout different eras of Euro- European life. Uh, once the Black Adder was in charge of executions, some funny stuff happened when he cut the head off the wrong guy. Oh. I remember seeing that one. Actually, I was in England. There's a very funny show. If you ever have an opportunity to check out the Black Adder, this guy is seriously funny. He
3: can probably buy a collection over here.
2: Yeah, Doc M writes that she loves British programming. When she had BBCA, what's
3: that? The BBCA. I don't
2: know. I don't know. It was her favorite channel. There's just so many great shows on there, and, the, and a lot of English. A lot of English programming does come over here. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, PBS, PBS will run a lot of it. <clears throat> then we were talking about movies, uh, and I was wondering who Vin Diesel was, the guy in this movie called. Uh, it was a racing Some movie. Some racing movie, yeah. I don't yeah, remember and. Uh, is that this when right say D uh, you said that Vin Diesel was probably a party of Fiverr fiver guy how wrong you are Vin Diesel is the hard body anti-hero in Pitch Black which I have not seen says if you haven't seen it you should it's a lot of fun Has anybody seen Pitch Black no it's a movie that didn't really do too much mm-hmm. and lastly a reaction comes in um uh, let's uh, a reaction comes in to, from Mrs. Grizzly Adams regarding the woman who wrote yesterday to say that uh, she was considering changing the station because of Mudbone, Mm -hmm. the show. D, I was listening to the letter. Another listener wrote in about At Home with Mudbone and what poor taste it is. She also stated that your show is becoming like Will Cows. I think people need to loosen up a little and stop being so PC. Nobody can take a joke anymore and no one can tell a joke without fear of offending someone or some group. I don't always listen to the entire At Home segment, but that's not to say that your show should stop doing them. It's my choice to turn off the radio for a few minutes and she should consider trying the same. If people don't realize it's a goof, then what miserable lives they must lead not being able to laugh. Anyway, keep up the, good, the great work, Mrs. Grizzly Adams. Um, you know what? That's few and far between the people we get who have that reaction. Yeah. And I don't quite understand it because the people who don't like the show, period, you know, Great. Not, you know, that's your opinion. That's great. You know, that's you know, and that's okay. They're welcome to it. But the ones who listen to the show and they laugh day in and day out, and then I touch on a subject that they're mortally offended by, and they you know they throw down. That's it. I've had it. I'm off the show. Like so, it was okay to laugh at everybody else's situation. Everything else was funny. If I, may, you know, if we joked about uh, Nick made a comment about handicapped people, and uh, when they were offended, you weren't offended. That's okay. So you can laugh at them. But then I say something about X, and now I'm not watching the show anymore. Uh, I'm not listening to the show anymore. That bothers me, too. Fortunately, those people are few and far between. Mm -hmm. The best thing to do, and with any show, as many shows I've listened to, and I won't mention any names because Beth gets very upset, where I myself have, you know, he's gone into certain subjects, and I've changed. I say, you know what? I can't. It's Howard, of course. It's the only show I listened to know, listen to. We know, D.
5: Well, the point is, he's a
2: misogynist. When you go into these long rants on women, I just don't share that opinion. And I turn the radio off. I just didn't want to sit there and listen to it forever, you know? <laughs> we get
8: the idea. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Thank you. Well, I
2: mean, I'm not fooling anybody. It's the only show I ever listened to before my show, so... Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, all right, we're going to take a break. We come back, and it's time for What the Hell's Going On This Weekend. But before we do go there... How about we give away another pair of loud and in-your-face tickets? If you're calling number ten, you will win tickets to see Staying Disturbed, Tantric, and Boy Hits Car tomorrow at the Meadows Music Theater in Hartford. This is this a great country or what? And if you want to buy tickets, they're available through alltickets.com locations for 35 bucks. Every hour today till 11 p.m., we'll be giving away another pair of tickets. So call now. Win tickets. What the hell's going on this weekend is up next. It's D-Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. Can I just
3: say that you rule the
0: earth? But you can call me D D Snyder Radio 104. <laughs> now back to D Snyder Radio. Boys will
4: be high. Did I say that? Yes, you said that.
0: Radio one oh four. Wow. Wow, wow, wow,
2: wow. wow. They're goofing on me because my mullet's being naughty and I, and I and I just took a ponytail holder and I've got a little maybe, I don't know, what is it, four inches, three inches sticking out of the back?
9: Right. What are you doing, stunt work for Billy Ray Cyrus?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, behave. Just trying to get it to pull back together because it was starting to fan
4: out, peacock-like. Your head looks narrower. Well, he has that a, makes any sense. he has a long face. You do have a
2: long face. Are we going to spend the show talking about visual things? (laughs) That's good.
3: People have seen your face. They know your
2: face. I'll take it off in a minute. Will that make you happy?
7: I'm telling you, it works. It's it's a statement, man. You know who you are. This
2: from a man wearing a raspberry shirt oh. or blouse <laughs> with a pair of
4: khaki pants.
3: I really think you developed colorblindness overnight.
4: No, I think all of you are completely losing all fashions.
3: The sense. only person who thinks yeah. your outfit looks good is Sean, and he is
2: colorblind. <coughs> yes, the first sign of MS right there, my friend. It right matches. there. Yes, it matches. Sure it sure does match. Hey, uh, on the show, in a little while, we're going to talk to Aaron Lewis from Stained. And Monday, look forward to uh, the Snyder Radio Family Feud in the hood with Beth Lockwood Tuesday. And new at home with Mudbone. All kinds of good things going on next week. I got something to give away for you. Give away to you, I should say. i will find it's on page 37 of my documents. Here it is. Hey, I got, uh, someone's been holding on a phone for me. Tommy... Is not on the phone. He's gone. We lost him. Oh, he was a nursing student. Uh, he was just calling in to say that the David Lander interview was very cool. I wanted to pick up his call, but he's not there. Okay. And da, 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 thinking if I'm missing anything else, Nick? No, we're cool. Great. Well, then, people, it's time for What the Hell Am I Gotta Do This Weekend? As I was saying very early, much earlier in the show, I've got one of these incredibly scheduled weekends that's already beginning to overwhelm me. Go home this afternoon. Go out, get some Mother's Day cards and stuff. Tonight, rehearse with Twisted Sister. Uh, no, no, no dates or anything. It's just our monthly rehearsal. And then tomorrow, my daughter's graduating from nursery school. Is that a big deal? They make it a big deal. and They got a little show that goes with it. They're doing a bug's life and she's going to be some sort of beetle or something. Nice. So that made her a little outfit and they do a little dance. It's always cute as hell. Remember when Jesse graduated from nursery school? Uh, he wore camouflage and refused to sing any of the songs because they weren't cool. Just sat there with big hair in camo. He first of all insisted on wearing camouflage. Looked like Rambo.
3: Abel doesn't fall too far from the And ring. then
2: huge 80s blown out hair. <laughs> he looks at pictures now. He goes... Um, why did you let me have my hair like that? This is really long and huge, and just sat there with a mad look on his face, with his hands folded. <laughs> Teacher said he wouldn't sing because the songs weren't cool. <laughs> Understandable. Anyway, hopefully Cheyenne won't pull the same stunt tomorrow. And then, uh, and then I got to go for lunch with my mom for Mother's Day a day early. And then tomorrow night I got dinner with Suzette's family. Then Sunday is Mother's Day all day, and that. I'm overwhelmed mm. and then it's Monday again but since you're not going to be hanging out with me here's some things <laughs> that I might suggest that you do new movies I will throw that one out there since there's only one really it's called A Knight's Tale PG-13 kind of interesting because they mix modern rock dance and dance mm. with medieval themes I mean apparently check, you're not going to believe this they sing, "We will rock you." This is the freaking 1400s, for God's sakes! They're singing, "We will rock you," and they do a wave in the stands. The wave wasn't invented till 73, 74. I was there. How do
3: we know that? I
2: was there. <laughs> no. You mean it could have been back then? It's possible. And what do you see the hairdos on these on these people? It's like something. They're like, I don't know. It's they all. It's it's weird. I, the word on the street is, if you're, like, 15 and you're a chick, you're going to mm-hmm. love this movie. Uh, the, gladi- the the scene, it's like Gladiator for, for, like, you know, Gen Y or something mm-hmm. that's what they're saying, okay? Simply put. On the family front, uh, I highly recommend Stepping Stones Museum. It's an interactive museum for kids. And you left off the one I always re- recommend in Middletown. What's that one called? The... Uh, Kid City? Kid City. Michelle. That's my fault. Michelle was the one who told me about that one and uh, did very well. And she brought Connor? Connor's still too young for that stuff.
1: Yeah, he doesn't enjoy it as much yet.
2: Dude, you're in for some good times, man, with the kid, with the boy. You're in for good times teaching him to hunt. I hope you're going to tell him make sure you can see what you're shooting that's, first. Yeah, that's right. Okay. On the concert front, of course, Saturday, the big loud and in your face show. Everybody should be there. Staying disturbed, tantric, and boy hits car at the connect, at the CTNow.com Meadows Music Theater in Hartford Showtime, 730. Tickets are still available. Friday at Toad's Place. You want to go old school? Blue Oyster Cult. Wow. Oh awesome. Don't fear the Reaper, baby. <laughs> Don't fear the Reaper. All right, Buck Dharma on guitar. Wow, Woo! if you say so. Whee! Awesome. <laughs> and here's one. I was just talking about this about Paul Rogers yesterday. yesterday. He's at Uncasville at the Mohican Sun Casino. He's performing. Oh, school. I had no idea. And if the name doesn't ring a bell, he was in Free, you know, All Right Now. He was in Bad Company, which a gazillion hit songs. And he was in The Firm with Jimmy Page. Radioactive mm-hmm. was that a song called Radioactive? Oh yeah, I, I love, love that song. song. Yeah, and, and he's an amazing vocalist, and maybe he'll have a meet and greet in his in his tidy whiteies, <laughs> like you did with me. Cool. <laughs> Told the story yesterday. and I'll get into it again. And down in New Haven, people, Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus shows Friday, Saturday they have two shows. Sunday they got a show, an afternoon show. You definitely want to check that out. It's always a entertaining time with the family. And Paulie Shore is going to be at the Lau in Chicopee. Don't forget that for you comedy buffs. Saturday, 7.30. And here's this just in. The Dictators. One of the, the original, the progenitor of the punk's movement. I mean, the, the Ramones used to go see mm-hmm. The Dictators. With Handsome Dick Manitoba on vocals. Yeah, they played one of our shows. Mm-hmm. At the All Day Festival in Ocean Park, New London. This Sunday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. It runs all day. Other bands... Liars? Is that Liars? And the and the stones are going to be there? Big show. Big show. You want to check that out. Alright, that's my list before we get into Ms. Lockwood's. Why not get a traffic update from Psycho Dan? Ms. Lockwood. Yes. If you will.
3: Well, first one movie that I'd like to recommend, which is continuing to run at Real Artways this weekend, is Memento, which is really... Really good, just totally different kind I of. I have movie. got to
2: see that movie. You really I mean, the see reviews it. are great, and my son uh, Jesse saw it, and he said, "Just you come out of there, and like your brain hurts." Yeah, it's like really makes you think. I Nick, you, you might want to avoid <laughs> this one. <laughs> We've been
3: talking about it all week, so <laughs> we'll it's see, really good.
2: A torso with a head exactly exploded, actually <laughs> exploded off the body. Uh, that's a little I'm bit monster
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Also, uh, tomorrow morning, and I'm doing this. Is the Race for the Cure at Walnut Hill Park in New Britain. This is a, well, there's a walk and then there's a 5K run, which I'm doing. And that's uh, to benefit breast cancer. Good for you,
2: Ms. Lockwood. You are a good person.
3: 860-224-5-RUN for more information on that. It's just a short little walk for really good cause.
2: And a very good cause.
3: Also, this is the last weekend for the Glass Menagerie at the Hartford Stage with Andrew McCarthy. If you haven't seen it, it was-
2: Andrew, I'm not doing Dee Snider's <laughs> show McCarthy. <laughs>
5: right. Boring,
3: <laughs> boring. It was good. I saw it. Also, at Real Artways this weekend, Saturday at 8 o'clock, uh, Eric Bogosian in a one-man show, Wake Up and Smell the Coffee.
2: Eric Bogosian. Yeah. He's legendary.
3: Yeah, he's got some stuff to say. He's
2: got some mouth on him.
3: He sure does. I think this has adult, adult. themes.
2: Yes, adult themes. Show. Not for kids.
3: And on Saturday, I thought this sounded neat. I won't be able to make it, but uh, it's called Women of the House, and they have actresses portraying the women in Mark Twain's life, and then they lead tours through the Mark Twain house. He had a lot of women? Well, he had his wife. Right. And he had all daughters.
2: Oh, okay, so he wasn't like, uh, you know, screwing around? I don't think so. That's cool, because I like him. I've got plans. I'm not going to tell my plans. One day, because somebody might steal my idea and I would feel very bummed out. But when I'm older, much older, <laughs> <laughs> much older, relatively older, I'm going to say this. You <laughs> know, I'm not going to say it again. You'll appreciate it. I want to retrace Innocence Abroad mm. and revisit follow his exact footsteps, and then revisit all the cities that he went to. How and different it will see be. See how it's changed and, you know, do the whole thing. Wouldn't I think it'd be interesting? Very interesting. At least I have one reader, Beth. You should do it. <laughs> you should guys definitely
3: write it. So I, I think you should do a documentary.
2: Film it and write it. Send it as, you know, do mm-hmm. it. And I think I'm just the man for the job. I do too. Yeah, Innocence Abroad, if you haven't read it, it's awesome.
3: Right on, D. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> Beth. <better laughs> people be hooking up there.
2: We <laughs> <laughs> Okay, people, we'll dumb it down again. <laughs>
3: So who <laughs> do we go to then? Nick oh, I'm sorry. I'm Sean? sorry. Yes,
2: <laughs> let's uh, let's lighten it up a little bit. Let's uh, you know swing the pendulum, so to speak, with Sean. All
10: right. Well, this weekend, D. Well, tonight, first off, I'm going to start out. I'll be DJing at the Meeting House in Talland uh, from nine to one a.m. Let me ask you a question. Yeah.
2: I'll begin. When you DJ? Yeah. I mean, you know, what what can people expect? Is it the feather boas, the platforms, the nail polish? <laughs> old school. Is it how you're dressing up mm. or is it music?
10: No, it, it's dressed down, it's me playing music
2: and What kind of music?
10: Uh mostly uh you know, I do modern rock and then I do uh, I do a whole set, like an hour of old school.
2: And what's the environment like at this place, the meeting house?
10: Um <laughs> I have to be really nice, but uh it's like Enfield type people.
2: I, I don't mean that, you know oh. the type of people. I just mean trying to encourage people to go and hang in Oh yeah, it's I mean, it's it's a bar. It's a lot of <laughs> no, no, as far as we know, it's not it's a not gay the bar. <laughs> <laughs>
10: yeah. no, it's uh, it's, uh, it's this just is a nice. Oh, That's right. It's the meeting house. It's um, just people hanging out. It's a really nice bar. I mean, it's really cool
2: inside. Do you hang uh, panties and handcuffs from the speakers? From the speakers and from my microphone. <laughs> I talk to people. I so it's a good time. Yeah. So you try to create a party atmosphere, people having fun, exactly. hanging out, and, and meeting people and stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah, I want it to be like Coyote Ugly there. I'm try- That's it. I'm trying to sell it for you. Well, you got yeah. the Ugly, now you just got to get the Coyote. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
10: okay, and then I have to stop by Discount Video, the Adult Superstore, uh, tonight and tomorrow. Actually, because they just announced. Well, D, do you remember how I said back by popular demand, buy two XXX videos, get one free"? Yes, I remember D, that. They just announced that it's an everyday special, seven days a week, I'm all excited, the time. Dude. I'm very excited.
3: Buy three, get one free. Hey, yeah. why are
2: there? Pick up some of them beads for Nick's
10: butt. I've seen those. Yeah, yeah, that is out of them. We throw them out at fault line shows. I kid you
2: not. That's fantastic. I yeah. hope you wash them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't use them. Uh, here's a little something for you.
5: <laughs>
10: and then, tonight, before I head over to the meeting house, I can uh, stop by the Gold Club. Everybody's welcome. They have, at the uh, All Nude Cabaret, tonight from 4 to 7, they have the most beautiful dancers in the Hartford area, and it's also free buffet night.
3: Oh, sexy girl, <laughs> yeah. I like the way that they, um, they don't try to sell it too big. They say the best-looking dancers in the Hartford area. <laughs> you know, it's, not in, it's not in Connecticut. It's not in the world. It's just in this
10: particular region.
2: Wings and boobs. <laughs> Good times. Good times. <laughs> They're beautiful, beautiful dancers. Yeah. And that's all I've
10: got, Dave. All right. Well,
2: if, if that's not enough, well, Dark side, Dave, what the hell are you doing this weekend?
1: Well, me personally, I'm going turkey hunting tomorrow morning. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't expect to get shot, I hope.
2: Dude, stay low. <laughs> I'm gonna try. Try not to rustle.
1: Television shows going on over the weekend. Tonight, seven to seven thirty, married with children on FX. Good old Al Bundy.
2: Wow, oh, that's a big uh can't go wrong children Bundy. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: good stuff right there. On the outdoor channel at uh, seven thirty is Dime Store Fisherman. Get some fishing tips and stuff. Uh, from eight to eight thirty on the same channel. Gone hunting. Good show. <laughs> hunting, fishing. That's right. And chicks come up next. It's a good time. <laughs> yeah, right. 4 to 7 on uh, Saturday, 4 to 7 p.m. on ESPN is the Napa Auto Series Truck Races. Those are really smooth. You ever watched the truck races? No, I haven't caught those recently. Very smooth. <laughs> Check it out. 4 to 7 p.m. on ESPN. At 10.30. Do bird... they have guns in those trucks? <laughs> no. Gun racks, maybe. Okay. No <laughs> guns. Uh, at 10.30, Bird Dogs Forever on the Outdoor Life Network. I got to get me a bird dog.
2: Why? The Keyshawn doesn't cut, doesn't <laughs> cut it. <laughs> he doesn't like bird hunting. That much of a man, that's not a very macho no. dog. That dog. That's definitely kind of a, what's going on there? Well, my dog? Yeah. Come on, Dark Side Dave. It is like not the dog It's a you lap expect. dog.
1: Dude, my dog is awesome. My dog is manly. I, Shut I, up, man. I Nick.
4: like little Your dog <laughs> is a hat. Oh, I <laughs> <laughs> With the worst bark ever. Oh, oh my It is God. so
2: out of character,
4: oh, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I hate that dog. Alright, whatever.
1: That's all right. I don't I don't care. Whatever. Ten o'clock tomorrow night, eighteen <laughs> wheels of justice. I'm not gonna let it bother me. Eighteen wheels of justice on the national network. I've never seen this before. The so.
3: national network? Yes. Yeah, eighteen
2: the wheels national of, network. of justice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was formerly the Third Reich Channel, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the National Network. <laughs> uh,
1: Sunday, 1 p.m., Lumberjack Competition on the on the Outdoor Life Network. That's really cool. You, know, you don't get out much, much, do you, Darkside? Yeah, there. I gets the out, I've
3: never even heard of the Outdoor Life Network. Yeah, it's
1: like a digital cable channel. Darkside right? gets it. Yeah. Uh, 1 p.m. on Sunday. In, if you don't want to. It's in watch. the
2: redneck package. so <laughs> <laughs> the rainbow package? Is the gold t- is the redneck package? Yeah. Yeah. If it's you don't
1: want to watch that on Sunday uh, at 1 p.m., the very best of the world's worst drivers two is on the Learning Channel.
2: <laughs> Nick, TV. you're
3: in it again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: From two to three is the monsters on TV Land. I
2: might check that out. Yeah, I love the monsters. The That's the monsters.
1: classic. And um, for events, I just have the Chevrolet NASCAR Monte Carlo Thunder Tour. It's at Shaler Chevrolet in New Britain. Interactive and entertaining exhibits and attractions. Good time for the family.
2: Good times. That's right. Good Mm -hmm. times. Well, always a wild card in the proceedings. Nick. Spanky. (laughs) Did you know Robert Blake was in our gang? He was a little rascal. Really? That's how he started. He was, and I remember him too, but he was in the tail end when Spanky got bigger. And was like a big fat kid. Hmm. He was one of the new ones that came on. That's how he started his career with Little Rascals. Wow! Towards the end of their, uh, their, yeah, he's been in business for a long, long time. But Spanky, yeah. What's going on?
4: Uh, well, starting this evening, uh, Radio 104 and uh, Will Cow will be at the Brickyard this evening from uh, 10 to midnight with Coors Light. Oh, always, good sport of you. Always there? good times, good yeah. times at the Brickyard. Good times. Yeah. And uh, tomorrow, obviously, uh, loud and in your face. Doors open at, at four in the afternoon. So, oh, it
2: says showtime was seven thirty. I thought. Four yeah, well, they they
4: the doors are opening at four. I got the word yesterday. So come out, hang out. Yeah, have a good time. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna. Darkside and I are gonna be there early tomorrow. Rocky and be, Ballwinkle are gonna be there. Yeah, at three o'clock. <laughs> hey, Rock, look we pull, look we pull, a Rock Band out of my hat. Todd Gee, rock Thomas rock has band. us. <laughs> Todd Thomas has us on special assignment at three o'clock tomorrow. Are so.
3: you the greeters like at Walmart? Yeah,
4: yeah you gonna show people to the seats put the retards by the front door yeah. <laughs> Nick what with the mentally
2: challenged <laughs> oh, members sorry. of our show we'll be handing out smiley stickers kinda, kinda. excuse me I kind of just came out sorry yes. uh, I just uh, uh, one question for you yeah. there are they broadcasting from the meadows, yes, they'll be broadcasting. Yeah. Okay, so every, so the whole show they'll be will be broadcasting live. Right. Yeah, and Good. it's not not anyone, live on the radio. Right. But like the will be down there at the show. Mm-hmm. Cool.
4: Yeah. Uh, okay, this is awesome. All weekends, the Greek festival is happening at the Holy Trinity Greek of Orthodox Church. Now, when you say Greek festival, um, <laughs> is Greek people or Greek style? Uh, anybody can show up. They will have Greek youth dancers, but there's Greek food and pastry. Oh, okay, it's a different um, festival. I, I, went, West Village had a Greek festival once. Well, I well, mean, it was very different. There's live Greek it was music. At the Islanders, <laughs> and uh, and uh, well, it does say exhibitions, so you know uh, anything can be happening at the Greek festival that's at the Holy Trinity Greek Orthodox Church in Waterbury. Um, women, if Bring you're your out, own beads, P-y-o-b. <laughs> Women, if you're out shopping this weekend, you want to stop by Discreet Pleasures. Um, they have platform shoes and boots from Mother's sizes Day. five to fourteen. Yeah, sexy gowns, d dresses. Uh, hot pants sets, lingerie, lotions, and gag gifts. I um, smell new stage outfit for Sean. Yeah, those are in uh, uh, discreet pleasures. You can day. check them out in uh, New Haven and Bristol. Hot club wear for mm-hmm. women. Two locations. Hey,
2: you know, Sean Bowie came out on stage in a full length gown.
4: Old school, Ooh. yeah.
3: Dude, I know Bowie. Pretty gay to me. You know Bowie.
4: <laughs> I don't know if I could go with the gown, though. That, that's 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 a commitment. Might
2: have to shave your back. He needs to shave a back a few
4: times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, in Glastonbury, this is awesome. A salute to the ladies, uh, the gallery in Glastonbury on the New London Turnpike. Admission for women only five bucks and. They're going to have a buffet there. They're going to have a DJ. <laughs> he's and, he's uh, got clippings out of the paper again. <laughs> Singles only dance party day. Singles happening. only dance hey, party. Bring on the. Yeah, bitches all all day. <laughs> Is that
3: what it says in the Single, your Single well, bitches. Well,
4: it says the salute to the ladies, and then it says the bitches next to it. <laughs> Sunday, May thirteenth. Sure it's if you're lonely on Mother's Day. It's from six to midnight. So hey, it's a lady. Yeah. <laughs> check that out. And should my, be at least one there. My last two items are very important. Uh, <laughs> more. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for gay, lesbian, bi, or transsexuals, there's an African American gay men support group. Um, <laughs> This, so this is, second
3: is for gay by African American men
4: specifically. Yes. Yeah.
2: Second Saturday of each we, month, 7 huge to 9 of our p.m. Audience. Hey, you know, we we try to cater.
4: Yeah. Call <laughs> Mel Thomas at 527-0147 whip <laughs> for support. And finally, The Making of a Black Woman. Uh, <laughs> Stephanie Barry will be reading Monday at 7 p.m. from her own play, The Shaniqua Chronicles: The Making of a Black Woman, part of Hartford Stage, stages uh, series Voices. Well, I'm glad we got that in. And I thought we might run out of time. Yeah, that's on Church Street, right in Hartford. The Shaniqua Chronicles: The Making of a Black Woman. The Shaniqua Chronicles. <laughs> it's it's right right here. I'm raise no
3: I read that yesterday. It has adult language and themes, and it's across the street from the Hartford Stage at the Christ Church <laughs> Cathedral. Oh uh, yeah,
4: it's there. Okay, so if
2: things uh, get boring over there at the Hartford stage just (laughs) swing by the Shaniqua Chronicles. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Well, that's what the hell am I going to do this weekend? I'm sure there was something (laughs) there for everybody. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. Uh, We spoke with Aaron Lewis from Stained the other day, and uh, we recorded that interview. We had the opportunity. He's very excited, very excited about the big show tomorrow, and we're going to play that for you when we return. It is uh, interview day on d Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104.
3: It's too far
0: gone. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. Are you offended? He has a name. You call him by his name. d Snyder Radio. Got it. Transportation provided by Peter Pan.
3: There's There's something.
0: Radio 10. What was your attitude?
3: On
2: Radio 1. Hey, next week on Desider Radio, look forward to brand new At Home with Mudbone. And uh, I guess it's not going to be about stealing things from dead
4: people, is it?
1: I don't think so. That's
2: been done. We're going to switch
4: it up a little bit.
2: Yeah? Yeah.
1: Stealing things from living people. Oh, okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And back to the
4: old, you know, the the
2: state can't go wrong with that. But let me tell you something. You know
4: what? I was supposed to do this first, aren't I? The Sounder window. Oh yeah, but then uh, Side filled in and switched it up a bit. D
1: before we even went into commercials,
4: just keep your freaking you mouth shut. Keep, why don't all right? you keep you Stick with the plan for after the show.
2: Okay, okay, it's okay. Cute okay. Here we go. Then. Yes, we'll get to this. We'll get to the Euros in one second. Hey, Radio 104 <laughs> is you a chance to win an old school classic, 2002 Ford Thunderbird, before anyone can buy one, or you can win the old standby cash, ten thousand dollars worth. On Monday, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, or Fridays, you can win ten Gs. Friday. Today's Friday. That would be 10G Day. Thursdays, you can win a 2002 Ford T-Bird. All you gotta do is listen for the cue to call, followed by the old school song of the day, and if you're calling number 25 to our nationwide toll-free contest line at 1-866-WIN-CARS, that's 1-866-946-2277, you will win. Today, Ten grand. So, when will the cue to call sound? It will be somewhere between 3 and 4 p.m. during Chaz's show. What is the old school song of the day, you ask? Well, it's Killing in the Name of... Dude, dude, by Rage Against the Machine. All right? It's that simple. Work those phones, people. You have to put in a little effort. You keep dialing. But if it pays off, you're going to win big. Ten large. Simply put, now. Can we please... Do the Aaron from Stained interview? No. We can't. Not until I do a couple of things with some reactions. Okay? Reactions are very important. First of all, thank you to Fresh Frankie for his uh, notepads. (laughs) They're funny. They were very funny. And the photographs like that. Kevin from Waterbury. You know, we gave him a prize pack and and he dropped off a little prize for us, a little box of candies in the the office. You didn't have to do that. The
3: Whitman sampler?
2: But it's nice. I saw that. It was nice. He's referring to Nick as Slappy the Squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) What's Slappy? You
3: are the man of a thousand nicknames.
2: (laughs) That is funny. (laughs) Slappy the Squirrel. (laughs) Oh, man. Now, speaking of squirrel... Subject Moose and Squirrel, Al from Meriden, says, Well, you've done it again with Darkseid as Bullwinkle, Nick as Rocky, Beth as Natasha, Sean as Boris, and UD as Fearless Leader. (laughs) (laughs) That leaves Mudbone as Courageous Cat and Psycho Dan as Minute Mouse. Uh, Between Monday's uh, Darkseid doing you singing on the toilet to Dickie Barrett calling in, the show is great. Keep it going strong. P.S., apparently he supplied... The list of things Beth Lockwood would ever say. Oh,
3: they were very funny.
2: He's added two more. Oh. Uh, one is Do you think this pose wouldn't be Beaver Hunt 2001? <laughs> <laughs> no, that will never be said. Probably and, not. And uh, hey, the Red Sox won the World Series. <laughs> 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 Chuckles all around. On the subject of teaching, Crazy Dan from Trumbull was the gym teacher who wrote in to say that inspired by us, he played um, he he played knockout or whatever you Dodge call ball. it. Dodgeball. We have different names. We used call it knockout too. Different the bombardment. There's all different names for it. But anyway, he played it with his kids. Well, he said, D, I teach Phys Ed, and my job is awesome. Nick was saying he screamed at his players when he coached baseball. <laughs> He was probably that jackass coach that everyone hated. I coach football and track. I would never yell at my athletes. I always think about that jackass of a coach I had in high school that I hated. I pride myself on never becoming like him. Yeah, I was. So you were, you were a screamer as a coach.
4: Well, I coach you in a lot of different ways, but uh... it's his management style.
5: Shut up, man! <laughs>
4: That's my management style. Day. Ever tear any jerseys off? Uh, no, I mean the kids. They in the heat loved of passion. Me. I mean the kids. I had to because, I mean we'd be in the middle of practice and they would ask me to go buy beer for them.
3: So they didn't have a lot of respect for you as their coach.
4: Well, I mean this started early. On and I no in Longmeadow and I New just, Britain. Hey, got any cigs? <laughs> I, uh, kind of coach. Can we have a smoke break? <laughs> I laid the hammer down. <laughs> And, um, Coach, where's the ashtrays? <laughs> you know, they learned. By the end, we won one game.
3: No. They wanted That's you great. to buy
4: beer for them. I mean, they
2: did. And Nick said, I'm not buying anybody beer until we start winning. <laughs> <laughs> you win, I buy and, beer.
4: Oh, uh, it was total bad news, Barris. But, uh, it was fun. They were great kids. <laughs> All was, right.
2: Uh, uh, Flip writes, uh, regarding School mom Nick... Uh, D, yesterday during Ask D, Nick said he would like to be a history teacher. Is he joking? (laughs) I think everyone can agree that from some of the things that have come out of Nick's mouth, he knows almost nothing about American studies, let alone the history of the world. Now, if Nick wanted to be a teacher at a school for delinquents, that I could see. You know, teaching subjects like how to mooch off your parents, <laughs> bar hopping 101, getting girls drunk and taking them home, burning your nose with a cigarette while trying to impress a girl, <laughs> and last but not least, puke while you have sex without the girl complaining.
3: So it's a vo school. Yeah, yeah
2: votex. <laughs> That'd be a cool school. <laughs> and lastly, uh, this is kind of funny, the letter says... Apparently, a letter I wrote asking how you all managed to function without sleep was read while I was sleeping. I see some irony in that Art <laughs> Yes, that's a definition of ironic, Art. All right. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Was this from from uh, from Nick's lesson Nick's book? teaching, yeah
6: When you want the woman when you want cattle, you take the cattle When you want food, you take the food When you want a woman, you just take the woman yeah.
4: <laughs> That's the first lesson of the day the most How to pick up one. chicks <laughs> <laughs> Just take her Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> no matter what she says, just take her that's nice. that is
5: so classic.
4: <laughs> what a great movie. <laughs> Three Amigos. Yeah. Oh, it's never
3: gotten better reviews than on this show. I know. <laughs> Panned by everybody. But you know, when that movie came out,
2: that movie tanks. Suzette saw it with theaters. She said, Jesse, who was five or four really young, was think. laughing hysterically. No one else in the theater was laughing. He was rolling. He knew. Because <laughs> that movie, when you watch it subsequently, it is hysterical. It's funny. It's Three Amigos. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yesterday, was it yesterday? Day before yesterday. Whatever. We talked to Aaron Lewis in the afternoon. We taped the interview with him because he's coming to town. The big show, loud and in your face. It is tomorrow, people. And we're giving away tickets all day today, every hour. Another pair of tickets will be given away. Stained, disturbed, tantric, boy hits car. It's tomorrow. I'm going to plug the hell out of it <laughs> in two seconds when I start talking to Aaron. And uh, you can pick up tickets, though, at alltickets.com locations. Strawberries, LaSalle Music, coconuts, or charge by phone at 1-800-477-6849. Tickets are also available at the Oakdale Theater box office or by calling 203-265-1501. I assume if there are seats available, they'll be able to get them at the box office, day of the show? Yeah. All right. The thirty-five bucks in the show is sponsored by Planned Parenthood and Dunkin' Donuts. So check it out. This is what happened when we talked to Aaron Lewis. Aaron, hello. It's Dee Snyder. How are you, man?
7: Good. How you doing, buddy?
2: I am good. We're here with Beth Lockwood. She's in the room. Hey, and, Aaron. Hello. And, uh, Dark side Dave at the helm and uh, your old fishing buddy Nick Lentino. You may remember him?
5: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's regaling us with tales of deep sea uh, fishing and you know and, and things like that. It's yeah, Turner Ponds. <laughs> Turn upon Deep Sea, same thing, isn't it?
7: Yeah, same thing. (laughs) 220, 221, whatever it
2: takes. (laughs) Right on, Mr. Mom, woo! Um, Hey, man, okay. I ask everybody this question, and uh, I didn't get to ask Mike, your guitar player, the question, so I have to ask you. Aaron Lewis uh, from Stained, how did Twisted Sister affect your life? Please answer.
7: (laughs) Uh, I I owned the record. (laughs) Oh, yeah! (laughs) I did. That beats Uh, the crap out
2: of Arnold Schwarzenegger.
7: Um, There was actually a show that you guys did. I think it was at, like, the Kingston Dump in New Hampshire or something like that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, good old Kingston Dump, yeah. (laughs) Do you remember that?
2: Oh, sure, I still got the smell in my hair. (laughs) Oh, that's Dark Side's tuna fish sandwich, man. Hey, okay, now I asked you my question. Now Nick has a question for you. Nick, go ahead.
4: Okay, Aaron. How did growing up in Longmeadow affect your life.
7: Oh, it destroyed me. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't do too well with Nick either.
2: <laughs> was it Nick or was it just Long Meadow in general?
7: Uh, it, was, it was it was Nick's constant looming and hmm. uh and 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 just Long Meadow in general. Yeah, everybody when, had too much money. <laughs> everybody had much, too much money in Long Meadow. they yeah, you know, it's all big competition thing. Well, really how it was, much of the, at least
2: how much of the pain of the first couple albums is because of Long Meadow? Can you directly blame it all on Long Meadow?
11: Uh,
7: no, not all of it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, where else did you live?
7: Uh, I lived in, in Vermont and New Hampshire before I.
2: All right, there. that'll do it to you. Yeah, I blame a lot of my pain on Long Island, Freeport, and Baldwin, especially, <laughs> which is where I grew up. But but uh, but not all. of it. I understand what you're saying. Hey, the new CDs called "Break the Cycle" is yep. in stores. Tuesday, May 22nd, so it's not in stores yet. No, it's close. But the new single is doing great at radio. It's been a while. Unbelievable. Congratulations on that, man. I I was, was telling Mike just how happy I was for you guys because, you know, you're such a solid band, and it's just like an odd thing that, you know, that freshman slump, whatever they want to call it, sophomore slump, they got a million terms for it. It's tough sometimes to get that next record to be accepted, you know, and it looks like you guys are through the gate pretty damn good.
7: Well, one of the things that helped us too is that that the first record really didn't like blow up too huge instantly. It kind of, it, it, it progressed naturally. And by the end of the the 18 month cycle or whatever, it had sold a million. And, and, and it was, it was like just enough for, to get like some notice and some recognition. And, and it wasn't, so much that it put so much unbelievable pressure on us to, to write that much I mean the pressure was still there, don't get me wrong but uh, it wasn't as severe because we didn't like we weren't an overnight success on the first
2: record yeah Beth, believe it or not, I mean the selling too many records can, can be detrimental you. It can it hurt
7: can. you no, it, can, it can screw you because,
2: because you in order to turn sell
7: around the- and on the next record like come back with something that's even better
2: and and that million that million records that's a really a core heavy music audience there they'll buy those records when your record blows up and you go into kid rock territory I'm not saying he's screwed himself I'm just saying he's crossing over into pop artists and mm-hmm. you got country people buying the damn record it's completely confused you know so, so you actually you did just right on the first record now if you guys we spoke to mike a little bit so we know that you've been doing these radio shows mm-hmm. which he says are kind of cool because you do get to interact uh, at a sort of casual level with a lot of different bands out there
7: yeah that's it's one of the very cool things about it they're they're a complete mess like always just uh, scheduling wise and too much equipment in the back and, and too many bands trying to get their stuff set up all at once and it's, so it's usually quite the mess but there's some co- very cool things about it you get to play for people that, that might be coming to see a different band that hadn't heard you before and, and there's usually a lot of people there and you get to meet all the bands that are playing for the day also so it's pretty cool
2: and you're going to be performing at the ctnow.com Metals Music Theater this weekend. We call it the Loud and In Your Face Show with Disturbed, Tantric, and Boy Hits Car. That's this Saturday, May 12th. Um, now, have you done any show? You've done some of these radio shows with these guys?
7: Um, yeah, we've played with Disturbed a couple times already. And, uh, and I think we've played with Tantric a few times already. Um, who, who was, what was the other one? Boy Hits Car. I, I, I mean, we haven't first, played with them yet.
2: Yeah, well, you're going to. When I first heard him. I said they should call it "Car Hits Boy," but um, but actually, upon subsequent listenings to some more tracks, they're quite good. Actually, they are quite good. Cool. Look, I don't want to. I don't want to make this about Nick, but <laughs> since you actually were a person from that area and you actually, and it's all about you, Aaron Lewis from it Of course, it is. But can you just was he a weird kid? Because he's a weird adult, Nick Lentino.
7: Uh, you know. I don't want to kill him on the radio. Oh, that's all right. He does a it. fine
3: job of that himself.
7: <laughs> was he odd? I no, mean, he was—he was, he was just a quiet kid. He claims he was, that he was always at Henry's, though. <laughs> he I, claims. I'm, I'm, I, I, I think him and Henry had something going. Oh, on. Yeah.
3: <laughs> he claims that he was one of the cool kids.
7: Um, maybe in his world. Oh, no. <laughs> oh if that's the case
2: I was the coolest in my world Nick. in my room alone after school I was so cool yeah. looking in the mirror and singing mouthing rock records
4: I was so cool you too <sighs> yes I was I was normal alright for the most part I guess I mean uh, things took a weird direction when I got into college. That's when I started experimenting a little bit. But, I mean, in high school, I was pretty, like he said, I was quiet. I didn't bother anybody.
2: Yeah. Hey, Aaron, I gotta ask these questions because there's gonna be, not about Nick anymore. We're done with Nick. Um, <laughs> because, you know, people are, are coming out to the show, loud and in your face, this Saturday. And, you know, you, you last tour, it was all about opening. Now you're headlining and uh i mean obviously there's a difference you don't got to answer to anybody you're the boss is there uh, you guys do, do any staging any, any anything special stage wise
7: um no we're, we're not really about that i mean we've we've definitely put together a much cooler light show and and visually like lights and what you lights and then what you see is what you get lights um, and everything man you know, it's 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 all about the music it's not about the show we're not entertainers, we're musicians and if you want to be entertained go to the circus
2: <laughs> yeah and, but you know I saw your band I mean it's entertaining in a different way because I mean somebody might say well then why don't I just listen to the CD but there's an energy that the band has live that you're not going to get on the CD would no, you, well, would I,
6: you... I, I
7: totally think that we're a live band uh, you yeah know. um but we're not a bunch of flash and hoopla.
2: So Mike's uh, not wearing. This is official. He's not wearing the platform, thigh-high vinyl boots, and the g-string. That's
7: out. Right? Well, he's got the song on, but nobody can see
2: it. Oh, it's underneath his regular clothing. Right. Okay, because he gave the impression it might be a little different, a little bit glammed out. He was going in a new direction. But maybe you didn't. Maybe you weren't at that meeting.
7: Something about the song makes him feel very special. <laughs>
2: Hey, Aaron Lewis is on the phone with us. The new CD is called "Break the, C- the Cycle." It's in stores Tuesday, May twenty second. Uh, the new single. It's been a while. You're hearing it all over Radio One hundred four. It's it's amazing, and they're playing this weekend. Aaron, I, I gotta tell you, I, ta- I asked Mike about this, and he kind of explained it. But you sound you sound better. You sound a lot better. than You sounded the first time I talked to you, uh, and and I and I and we discussed that. That's the beauty of it. I mean, it's it's cathartic. Rock and roll, recording, expressing your pain, your frustrations on a record—that's it, a way to get it all out. Yeah, it it's, it frees you. And and he said, "Look at the name, break the cycle." That's showing you the progression that's taking place. And because I asked how Aaron was doing, he said, "He's a lot better." <laughs> well,
7: so you, you, you know, sound good. I mean, life on a whole is better, and and you know, every day you learn something else and and grow a little bit. And it's okay, man. Ah, yeah.
2: It's, a- it's, the, it's
7: the, the progression of life. That's how it works.
2: No, that's the goal. We want it. There's two, two ways. We can stay the same. We can get worse, or we can hopefully, as we go through our crap, which is life, we get better. You know? Yeah. So uh, you sound good. The record sounds good. Everybody's looking forward to see you at the big show this Saturday, loud and in your face, at the ctnow.com, Meadows Music Theater. Aaron Lewis, thanks for uh, a little insight into Nick Lantino <laughs> for calling us. Okay, man? See you Thank at the you. show. Thanks a lot. Take it easy, man. All right, see you. All right, we're back. And, of course, you're going to see Aaron tomorrow if you head down to Loudon in Your Face, Stain, Disturbed, Tantric, and Boy Hits Car at the Meadows Music Theater in Hartford. All day long, we're giving away a pair of tickets every hour till 11 p.m. tonight. And you can still buy tickets, so uh, grab a pair and head on down there. Going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk to Rob the Nasty Boy, Devil. Rob,
3: the newly blonde-haired dibble.
2: Apparently so. Apparently, he has bleached his hair. And what's all this waving and gesturing going on uh, in there? Psycho.
3: Now yeah. he's got a beef with Psycho. He's got something going on with everybody.
2: Yeah, what is the deal? Are they
1: ganging Nothing. up on you?
2: Can't we all get along?
1: I, you know what? I don't even want to hear about Nick and Sean anymore. The hell There's
2: that? an ongoing Dark Side Dave impression uh, that's being done. What I find very curious is it's done with a high voice. Yeah, and he has the lowest voice. <laughs>
1: and I don't even repeat myself the way they make it seem. It's I know. so effed well, up. Forget it.
2: I mean, let's just assume you do repeat yourself like a parrot endlessly. Right. Which I have noticed. Okay. But they, when they do Dark Side Day, they do, I don't know, I don't know. No time, no time. Nick, give it no to time, us. let's no it Come on, Nick. Let's hear and this. it's
4: not Nick's high voice. They all do a high. I don't understand. Where did the high voice come from? uh he gets into that mode when he starts repeating himself yeah, but it's still low it's like it's, it's like no, no time, time no, no time, time. <laughs> no I, I mean he gets into the high voice Do it, like Nick. Let's i'll hear it. say on monday morning i'll say dark side did you get a talking dirty it'll be like i was here it was friday afternoon i was in the production studio there was a the voice going up i did the encore no this no Friday afternoon, no, no, time, time, no time, no time. It was a high voice, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so whatever. I've never heard <laughs> no, the high voice. I,
3: I know, I haven't either. Oh, come out! Uh, come but out. I think so he's starting to, to actually. It's this prophecy where he's now actually starting to talk as they imitate well, him. Well,
1: yeah. If you can't beat him, join him. Yeah.
4: yeah. No time, no time. Hey,
1: fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> And they've added this it. move it's, just, it's, it's all good. Yeah, it's all good.
4: Yeah, he just he's a broken record all day long. It, whether it be a new word that he just learned, Rocky. or <laughs> stuck on going mountain biking today, getting out of here, going mountain biking, gonna hop on that bike, going mountain biking all day long. Next day, dark say you go mountain biking. A lot of things is, yesterday afternoon couldn't get to it. Got that kid. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Rocky Bullwinkle. Shut it. All
2: right. Uh, okay. you know what? Let's give away a pair of tickets right now. It's allowed and in your face. Call number 10 at 860 666 4444 We'll win a pair of tickets to the big show tomorrow at the Meadows Music Theater. Okay? All right, stick around. Rob Dibble's coming up next. Gonna talk about sports, man and girl stuff.
3: And hair dye. And hair dye. <laughs>
0: <laughs> On D-Snyder Radio. It's, very tough. it's Radio 104. D Snyder Radio. Zip zip. I'm there. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. We're get
7: back to the old school. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's old and brittle. I think you're all right. Oh, well, that explains a lot. Radio 104.
2: Hey, people. Audrey from South Windsor won those tickets, Daniel says. So uh, stop calling the loud in your face. I guess Will Cal be giving away the next pair? Yes. Every hour till 11 p.m. And we're gonna. We did a thing early in the show today. Top ten things that Mudbone would never say came by way of Genghis John and Psycho Dan. Psycho Dan put a polish on it. It was really quite funny. We're gonna play it again on Monday sometime. And make sure to go to our website at Radio104.com and answer this week's peeps poll survey question for the big family feud on Monday. All right, Rob Dibble gonna be calling in a little bit uh, before he does. I'd like to. Oh. Want me to give away those tickets? What about that? Okay, don't start calling until you find out what I'm giving away. Now you know what I'm giving away, don't you? That's right. Mighty, mighty Bostones going head to head with Loudon in Your Face. They're going to be at Western Connecticut State University in Danbury tomorrow. And we got a pair of tickets to so check them out. Be calling number 10 at 860 666 4444. And you will win tickets. I assume that that is Rob Dibble on the phone now, is it not? Yes. Well, please, music my Astro. Steam music. He's big. He's bad. He's blonde? <laughs> He's on the Dan Patrick Show every afternoon. Rob Dibble.
11: You're blonde? D, I wanted to look like you. Oh, I knew it. What's up with that? I'm, I'm just, I'm totally into this whole D. Snyder craze thing. <laughs> I went, I bleached it blonde yesterday, and I'll tell you what, I have never had more people freak out in their lives <laughs> than when they saw me blonde.
2: Now, is this a, you've never done that before?
11: Yes, I have. I've, I've cut my hair. I've done mohawks. I've had it long. I've had the little cuts in the side back in the '90s when that was ridiculous looking, and. I, I love to do crazy stuff to my hair. And just, you know, people just couldn't accept it yesterday.
3: And, you know, I disagree with you, Rob. I heard you on Tony Kornheiser. You're not ugly.
11: I feel ugly.
3: He's trying to sell himself as this ugly guy.
2: Oh, is, is that right? Yeah, and I am. He's stepping all over my bed.
3: I know. He's taking your <laughs> hair, your ugliness.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's only room for one ugly guy in this town. <laughs> and that'll be me. So, how, so how'd, how'd the wife like it?
11: Uh, the wife hated it. <laughs> my wife freaked out. She said, holy shh. As soon as I walked through the door, she goes, oh, I can't believe it. You're going right back and changing a bed <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, come on. Give it a chance. Did you tell her, give it a chance, get I used to did. it? I did. I said, it'll grow on you. She said, no.
2: It'll grow out is what it will yeah. do. Hey, I just want to say that Cherry from Toland won the Boston's ticket, so you can stop calling now.
11: Um, hey, you know what my wife just said? She said, the only blonde she my wife can love is D." Oh um, I knew that You
2: get out of here, you' <laughs> go. What do you
11: got? she's right
2: here listening <laughs> Well, she should give you give it a chance. I bet she gets used to it are you gonna, you're not gonna die it back right away, are you?
11: No, I'm not gonna die it back right away.
2: You' are just having fun with it, right? Yeah,
11: no, I mean you know, I, I might have to diet back before I do my next next baseball tonight, but I'm gonna have as much fun as I can while I have it. Well, what's your next baseball tonight? It's not for like two weeks, I think.
2: Ah, okay, so you can goof around with that. So what did Dan say when you did, when you showed up with that?
11: Oh, he's used to it. I mean, he's seen me get new tattoos, and he just, he knows I'm a freak. And that's he's what he loves about you.
2: Go. Well, you know what? He lives vicariously through you because he don't have the guts to make a move like that. <laughs> Mr. Handsome <laughs> Guy. Oh, I'm handsome. I'm Dan Patrick. I can't take any chances and get wild. <laughs> yeah. and, and,
11: and just the funny thing is the girl that cuts my hair here in, in uh, Avon, She does half the people on SportsCenter, including some of the women, and she's like, oh, I dye all of their hair. So she's... She's dyeing their hair darker to keep them young looking. Yeah,
3: well, because of the
2: gray. Yeah.
11: Yeah, If you you go light on people, they freak. I don't understand it.
2: Well, I mean, I think it's going to look pretty good. The big muscles and the tats. and wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like somebody I know. So uh, let's talk sports here. What's going on? I mean, you know, big playoffs and, and basketball and hockey. How are things shaping up?
11: Uh, Hockey is all set now for the uh, conference finals. The West is going to be St. Louis versus Colorado. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of them went down to the wire. A lot of game seven. Mm -hmm. St. Louis swept Dallas out of the playoffs uh, pretty quickly. But other than that, everything's been crazy. Then last night, Buffalo lost a heartbreaker to Pittsburgh. So you're going to have Pittsburgh now uh, playing the Devils, the defending NHL champion. So the Devils, they they pulled off a big upset of Toronto after it looked like Toronto was going to take that. Toronto kicked the crap out of Ottawa early in this whole playoff thing. A lot of people forget that. Ottawa, I thought, was one of the best teams in, in the NHL this year. And uh, so New Jersey really came back strong after that whole Ty Domi and uh, Scott Needemeyer uh, uh, elbow to the face. So, yeah, what, was, what was the
2: deal with that?
11: Well, Ty Domi is Uh, a goon and he's a guy that goes out there and he rustles feathers
2: oh I saw that one man Mm -hmm. he nearly took his head off
11: and there's gotta be a reason why he's on the ice with seven seconds left and a two goal lead and that's to go after the other star players like Anita Niedemeyer so you know people that were going oh my god how can you well why was the coach putting him on the ice unless he was there to do something or go fight with Scott Stevens or start some kind of trouble just to get in the other team's head? Obviously, I'm sure he'll regret forever for elbowing Niedermayer in the face. But you know that's you know they've shook hands, Ty Domi, and They they uh, shook hands and they made up because they know that's. The ugly part of the game, but that is a, a part of the game.
2: So, you're saying when Ogie Oglethorpe wanders out <laughs> onto the ice, you know there's going to be trouble.
11: Oh, not Ogie. Oglethorpe. <laughs> Oglethorpe? That's a Oglethorpe fan. <laughs> oh no. That's one of the best of all time. So, you know the,
2: they're filming the sequel. I'm sure you talked about yeah. that already, right?
11: We had uh, one of the Hanson brothers on that's going to actually be in the sequel.
2: Is he skating?
11: Yeah, he's skating. It's going to be like, you know... All these old-timers and stuff, and just going to be, it's, it's not going to be good because Paul Newman's not going to be in it. Mm-hmm. So, for me, you got to have the original cast.
2: Yeah, I mean, a, a sequel 25 years later. I mean, what kind of shape is Captain Howdy going to be in? <laughs> 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 going to be in a wheelchair coming in.
11: Come on, if I catch you, you're in trouble.
2: Uh, so, all right, basketball. Let's talk basketball. How's things looking?
11: Basketball's pretty good. The Bucks have a 2-1 to lead over Charlotte Horns, but Charlotte got on the board. Um, Lakers look tough. Spurs look tough. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, and then you got the Sixers and the Toronto Raptors are playing each other pretty tough. So this is, for me, this is the best time. When hockey and basketball are in the playoffs, sure. base- baseball's into its second month of the season, the XFL gets canceled. Yeah.
2: Oh, we'll talk about that in one second. Well, so uh, who you think, who are you guys predicting for uh, the basketball who's going to win the Dan, championship? Be-
11: my partner Dan, before the season said, San Antonio, Philadelphia. I personally think the Lakers are going to kick the crap out of the Spurs, and then I think it'll probably be the 76 I love Allen Iverson. I think Allen Iverson is just great for the game, because he's a six-foot guy that can put up 54 points in a game in the playoffs. He's not. He doesn't have the size of a Michael Jordan or a Kobe Bryant or Shaquille O'Neal, so he he's something special.
2: Yeah, everybody's talking about, do you think he could be the next Jordan?
11: Oh, he, he already is the next Jordan, but there is only one Michael Jordan. And, uh, you know, he's, he's a very talented guy. And, uh, you know, I try never to group people into categories because you can't say that somebody's the next Magic Johnson or Larry Bird or Bill Russell. I mean, those guys were just guys that were awesome in their own right. So leave them there. Now Allen Iverson's going to make his own mark. You got Tracy McGrady down in Orlando, is just phenomenal. And it's, it's almost like, you know, if, if you don't play in a, in a big market like Tim Duncan, if Tim Duncan played for the New York Knicks, he would be as big as Michael Jordan. That's how good Tim Duncan is.
2: Right. so you got to have the team to take you there. Yeah. You know, that's like, I hate to compare it to music, but there's a lot of situations where you've got great players, but they're not in a band that's right. to get the music to the people, and you never even hear of these guys. Yep. You got to have the team. So before I want to talk about XFL last. What about uh, baseball? My Stankies, I don't know. my Stankies are not doing very good.
11: Stankies are half came out. What do you mean they're not doing? Yeah, very
3: you good? know, you Yankee fans, if they're not leading the pack by eight or nine games, you think the season's all lost? You're just you're
2: used to. Being- no, I'm not bailing on them, but it just seems that they're all right, like let's like, let's like let's the machine's not right. running good. It's like when your engine's not running well, you know. I mean,
11: their, uh, their pitching is starting to come around. Mucina's just throwing the heck out of the ball now, the way he was uh, you know, brought over to, to do. Clemens is throwing the ball great. Uh, El Duque is the only guy still fighting his elbow problem. But you had Bernie Williams and his father's illness for about a month. He's starting to come around. Derek Jeter's still fighting injuries. Remember, he started the season with a quadricep injury. And what happens with that is it leads to like a sore shoulder, maybe other body parts. It spreads. Favorite Yeah. Soul. He's starting to come around. He hit a home run last night. So, the Yankees are the Yankees. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to probably go to the World Series. So, you know, you'll have another ring, D. Don't worry. Well, But it (laughs) it
2: seems, you know what, you say that they're winning, but they're playing more like the bottom of the barrel now. You know, all the good teams, they played up front, right? I mean, not playing, they're not playing Boston, not playing, was it Toronto they were losing so badly against?
11: Yeah, but you know what, to be 20 and 15 on May 11th, and be a half game behind Boston, be a half game ahead of Toronto, and and Boston's been playing lights out. I mean, they've been playing as good as they can play without Nomar Garciaparra, and um, you know the Twins have been phenomenal all year, 23 yeah. and nine. They had uh, you know Milton stick it to them. They they you know they came back on Redmond last night. I mean they. They are battling against the teams they have to battle against right now just to say, hey, we're still the Yankees, but we're not 100%. So watch out when we do become 100% because when they do, they're going to be, they're just going to take off on everybody.
2: Oh, I had a question for you. Uh, the Indians, Cleveland Indians, Whew. just ran, won 10 games in a row. I was, okay. cu- yeah. I was curious, what was the longest winning streak for any team? Would you know that by any chance?
11: No, longest winning streak. Yeah, most most consecutive wins. Not off the top of my head. But is 10 a 10's a lot for baseball? That's a lot. That's a lot and and the thing about uh, you know the Indians right now, the Twins have a tougher schedule. The Twins, they have the Yankees, then they got to play like the the Royals, but then they go with the Red Sox. For the Indians right now, in the next couple of weeks, they've got the Royals, they've got the Texas Rangers, they've got the Tampa Bay Devil Rays mm-hmm. and the Anaheim Angels. I mean, they've got some teams that they should just wipe up the floor with and that's the best thing for the Indians right now. Plus, Charles Nagy is coming back. Jarrett Wright is coming back. They're going to have one of the best pitching staffs in baseball besides a team that will probably score 1,000 runs. So the Indians are going to be the team that comes out of the American League Central. That's no doubt because Frank Thomas yesterday found out his father died this week, and he's also going to be lost for the season. He's got a torn muscle in his arm that requires surgery. So, the White Sox season is pretty much uh, in the bag right now.
2: All right. Lastly, XFL. <laughs> and by the way, don't hang up on me when we go when we go to commercial. I want to talk to you for a second off the air. Nothing, okay. pers- nothing bad, guys. Just uh, this is my buddy. I want to talk to him for a second. We always hang up. Um, uh, XFL man, is how embarrassing is this for Vince McMahon and NBC?
11: Well, you know what's embarrassing, D, is when you start out and you've got like a almost a ten share, and you finish up in your championship game with a two point one mm-hmm. share. And, uh, you know, they were billing this, and we talked about this months ago. They were billing this as something different than the NFL, and it came up about as quarter a watchable game as an NFL, the worst NFL game you could put on TV. This was terrible compared to that. And that's, that's what, it, to me, shocked me, that Vince McMahon and NBC would throw their hat in the ring with something like this. They, they knew they were getting a bunch of scrubs. They knew that these guys weren't going to go out there and do anything. They weren't going to go out there and try to headhunt either. I mean, he, yeah, we got great cheerleaders, and we got great camera. You know what? Hey, anybody can do that. The NFL can do that, but you don't need to do that. Put good athletes on the field, and people will watch.
2: Are you nervous at all that he hate me may start doing radio?
11: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wait a minute. There was one player, I'm trying to find his name, who got picked up. By the NFL.
11: Oh, there's, you know what, a lot of teams are taking like five or ten of these guys. There's a couple of guys, uh, that Avery guy's pretty good. There's a bunch of guys that were pretty good guys to begin with. But, uh, you know, they're, they're probably not going to make NFL teams. And that's, that's what we knew last year before they started this league, that a lot of these guys were also rans and guys that didn't make NFL teams. And that's why it was unwatchable.
2: Well... Well, and, and so they just licked their wounds, I guess, uh, Vince McMahon and NBC and uh, and hope for the best. But you know what? What kind of prize is a million dollars? There was like 700 guys in that club. Mm-hmm. Yep. You split a million bucks. It was like 18 grand in your pocket. It was stupid.
11: It was drinking money.
2: In this day and age, nobody wants to see a whole team win a million dollars. You got you can't call it the million-dollar game and expect people to tune in. You got to put some real money on the line.
11: That's like Austin Powers when he goes, yeah. we're going to extort money <laughs> from you for a million dollars. A million
2: dollars.
11: All right, <laughs> uh, Rob Dibble, everybody's
2: uh, glad to hear from you. Uh, we missed you last week, but we won't miss you next week. And uh, enjoy the blonde hair. All right, just host, stay on hold for a second. I want to talk to you after you, okay. okay? Hold on. And uh, people, what do you learn today is next? Give us a call at 860-666-4444. Tell us what you learned. Win a prize pack. It's as simple as that, all right? It's D Snyder Radio. Call now. It's Radio 104. <laughs>
0: make it yours as well. Call D now. 666-4444. That's the whole idea. Radio
2: 104. Now can we sing? What we learned, what we learned, what we learned today. What we learned, what we learned, what we learned today. Yeah. Let's talk to Matt from Long Island. Matt, again, Matt. How are you doing, buddy? I'm fine. How are you? Very good, sir. So what did
6: you learn today, Matt? Well, I learned that if imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, then you should be extremely flattered because Rob <laughs> just a mullet and a medium black t-shirt from uh, the current...
2: <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Now you mentioned that. Maybe, um, maybe he heard his wife speaking nicely about how I looked That's and nice. said, well, maybe I'll uh, cop these look and she'll <laughs> be into me. But it didn't work, did it, Robbie boy? Ah! <laughs> There's only room for one D. Snyder in this town, and this is it. Okay, Beth Lockwood.
3: Um, well, one, I learned what a nice guy David Lander is, and also that we uh, can make it through a whole show without using That's
2: My Bush. That's right. We did not use that. Much. That's My Bush, but it was all interviews today, so, yeah. uh, you know, there was no, you didn't want to cheap shot any of the uh, people we were interviewing with no. the That's My Bush, and they didn't say anything Bush-related. Like if I had said, you know, David Lander, David, your fly is open. What's that sticking out of there? He might have said, Darkseid could have played that, but that didn't happen. (laughs) Plus, I wouldn't be looking into the nether regions on a man anyway. uh, Let's talk to uh, Jeff from Wallingford. Good morning, Jeff. Hey, D. What's happening? Well, you know, it's the weekend, and we're getting ready to get the hell out of here. So, uh, what did you learn today, Jeff?
10: I learned that uh, when you t- finally take Nick for a-, a ride on your Indian motorcycle, yes, that uh, I'll see you guys going down the road with you and your tight black T-shirt on, <gasps> and the only thing you'll be able to see is in the back of your shirt. If you can read this, the bitch fell off. <laughs> <laughs> <Awesome>.
5: <laughs>
2: Uh, I gotta get me one of those shirts when I take Nick for a ride because you know he's gonna fall off. That's right. why you have to ride in front of me. <laughs> so I'll give you, I'll give him a little ride. I'll just go slow around the block with him. <laughs> around the parking lot. If it may. In the driveway. I'm, I'm somebody's driving. bitch. Yeah, I'll just be going. I want to pick up my Indian at Iverton Indian in Iverton. Yeah. I got to pick it. I called me, Steve called me yesterday, told me it's gonna like be here next week. Oh, really? So choice. Then I get that it is so choice sound by just keep it on the bar at all times. Just it is so choice. It you is know, so choice.
4: To my car and
2: the motorcycle. Now I would just be running it, just constantly.
4: I'll drive your car down, and we'll drive down together, and you can pick up your bike, and I'll drive your car back here. The
2: boss? How about you give me a ride in the in the in the Nickmobile? Yeah. You've got to change that donut tire. So embarrassing. <laughs> How about we put four donuts on that, let you cruise yeah, around? They're great. <laughs> nice. What happened to that idea, yeah, Darkside? Yeah. Huh? Less. It never happened. Uh, let's talk to. Oh, well, I didn't, Side, I'm sorry.
5: Chewbacca!
2: See, they don't think they have this image of you as this big woolly mammoth.
9: I know, but That's it's what I was good. telling you yesterday. But
2: it's positive when I see you Oh, I thought you'd be uglier. Yeah, Chewbacca yeah, was very lovable. Yeah, lovable. he
1: was a big cuddly bear type yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, on top of the fact that I learned what uh, you guys think of my dog which kind of upsets me a little bit. Wait,
2: I didn't like your dog. I just said that I didn't think it was representative of the man that you are. It was kind of... It's a It's kind of a you, femi. If you get down that, on
1: the mm-hmm. eye level of him and just like look at him, he's got a mean look to him.
4: Yeah, but that's he a long way oh down. Oh, my God. My God. All right. He's that's a, a furry hairball. It's, it's a laptop. dog. Yaps.
1: Man. Anyway,
2: I learned that... Uh,
1: <laughs> I'm off the subject. Not only did I learn that Mudbone reads the Wall Street Journal and, and likes the Dukes of Hazzard, but he's also an English major in college.
2: Well, he... Died we do have documentation of him saying <laughs> that in the context of things I would never say, he would never say. So, taking that out of context. All right, John from Hamden's on the phone. Good morning, John. How you doing? I'm good, man. So, what'd you learn today?
6: I learned that Squiggy is more normal with MS than Nick is sober.
4: <laughs> oh, okay, uh-huh. John.
2: <laughs> John, Nick's very offended. You're mort- you mortally offended, Nick. Dude. Mm. I'm telling you, you could cover your your drinking with MS.
4: (laughs) It's really not fair to the MS people, but, you know. I'm going to walk around telling people I have a disease. (laughs) Your mother will be, I'm talking about your, only your mother. Oh, she'll be so proud. Tell your mom. (laughs) No, that's not right. But now you're getting
2: anger, then you'll get sympathy. Oh, Nick Sr., don't rip off his shirt. Yeah. He has MS. Oh, yeah. That'll make her feel better. (laughs) Yeah, Mom. Got to remember to plug uh, David's thing on the way out. Okay. Where he's going to be, okay? Put that up there, too, in that long instant message you're sending me. Hey, Nick, speaking of you, what's going on?
4: Mm What the hell is this? Laughy the squirrel! I mean, Rocky!
3: (laughs) You should be happy to be called Rocky in any context.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You wanted to be Rocky!
5: I'll take that.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, today I learned uh, David Lander, uh, Squiggy, really cool guy, but I learned that he was, as most actors are, struggling. A bit, you know, and how he lived with... He told us the story of how he lived with Rob Reiner's, Rob Reiner's step, yeah, father, has. Carl. So, I mean, I'm struggling, and my lease is up in a couple of months, so, Dee, if it's all right, can I live with your dad? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, you mean, can. Str- you know what? I would
3: think that a week with your dad would be enough to straighten him out.
4: <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. I'll live with your dad. Yeah, he's hes that crazy about... <laughs>
2: Yes. <laughs> he like wouldn't let somebody be in the house if we were eating. Di- when we were eating dinner. Yeah. If our friends were there, and like they were just gonna stay upstairs in your room till you were done or whatever, he
4: couldn't have them in. They knew they were in the house. That's old school. My dad's the same way. He yeah. gets he yells at the phone. Not he doesn't pick it up and yell into the phone. He yells at the phone when it's ringing during dinner time. Oh Don't my- they? Know, when do people eat? Oh, my dad was just... Oh, man, yeah. Don't they know it's dinner time?
2: Did he, did he say anything nasty to your friends? Oh, sure. Like my of dad used to walk in. They didn't say, hello, Mr. Snyder. He'd be like, are you a dog? <laughs> <laughs> and they'd have half stone. they go, oh, no? He goes, I didn't think so. See, because if a dog sees you, they wag you their tail but you didn't even do that. (laughs) (laughs) You come in my house. And I'm like mortified. And they'll go go back out and say, come back in and say, hello, Mr. Snyder. That's it. I don't want conversation. Just a decent say you're in my house. So I always like warn my friends. Yeah. Hey, come on, sober up, sober up. Just say hello, Mr. Snyder, and you're in the clear.
4: My dad. Would, I don't want to go in there, man. <laughs> come on, you could do it. My dad would put my friends to work. They would just be coming by to say hello to me, and my dad would be like, "Grab that rake. Come in the back over here. And Bring them to the garden." And I'm like, I'd see my friends out there helping my dad in the garden. I'm like, "What are you doing, Dad?" They're helping me out. And they can't say no. can't
2: say no. Mr. Lentino wanted them. <laughs> All right, let me see. I'm going to talk to uh, Keith from Waterbury. Keith, good morning. It's D. Good morning. How are you doing, buddy? So what would you learn today?
10: I learned that while Nick was doing his mighty mighty boss tone orgasm commercial, yes, he was slowly pulling beads out of his butt.
4: <laughs> okay, Keith, <laughs> that was really cool, man. And really funny, dude. All right. <laughs>
2: Ah, here comes another one. (laughs) Ah, Dickie. Well, what I learned, I learned also from David Lander, I learned that uh, Andy Kaufman is actually dead.
3: I didn't know that there was a group of people who believe he's still alive.
2: A huge body of people think he's still alive. They think it's a, a big gag but How David long Lander, do they
3: think the gag's going on? It's been, what, know. 16 years? What people believe Elvis is
2: alive. Mm. I mean, but David Lander was in the next room at the hospital being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis the day, the night, that Andy Kaufman died of cancer. The doctor came in and said, you know, what's going on? Is that and Andy Kaufman just died. So he was there when the man died. There's no arguing the point. All right, Johnny, read him and weep. What do we got? Okay. Matt from Long
10: Island learned that if imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, then Rob Dibble is just a mullet and a black t-shirt away from being you, D. Snyder. Jeff from Wallingford learned that when you finally take Nick on your bike, you'll be wearing a t-shirt that says, if you can read this, the bitch fell off. John from Hamden learned that Squiggy is more normal with MS than Nick is normal. And Keith from Waterbury learned that while Nick was doing his Mighty Mighty Boston's commercial and orgasming, he was also pulling anal love beads
2: from his butt. <laughs> Thank you for the right name.
5: Uh,
3: I, uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I like the one about you on your T-shirt and motorcycle. Yeah,
2: it was Jeff. I'm with that. Jeff, you're the man. Hey yeah, I do. And you got the prize pack, and you got bragging rights for the whole weekend. Do they all really right, make man. that t-shirt? Oh, yeah, they make that t-shirt, right? I've seen that t-shirt. Yeah, they do. Oh. Yeah. If you could read this, the bitch fell off.
10: I'm somebody's bitch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Jeff, all, all right? right and we'll get your information. And Keith, Matt, and John, well played. But we got to go. We're on Will Cow Time now. Well, people, busy, busy weekend ahead of me. You too, Beth?
3: Yeah, very busy. My my parents and Glenn's parents meeting for the first time on Sunday. Oh, barbecue. the in-laws. Well, I've met them, of course, but my parents haven't.
2: Future in-laws. Yeah. Oh, that'll be nice. I'm sure mm-hmm. it'll be fabulous. By the way, Jazz has got the 420 brownie mix going on in Stupid Question of the Day. Will Cow's got Old School 104 from noon to 1230. And Carlito has got something shocking to reveal tonight says right there in the board. Something shocking will be revealed. Believe the hype. Believe the hype. I want to thank David L. Lander, a.k.a. Squiggy, who's in town promoting MS awareness, which he has, multiple sclerosis, and his new book, uh, which is entitled Fall Down Laughing, How Squiggy Got MS and Didn't Tell Nobody. That was the title. And uh, we thank him for coming in. Thank you, SoBe Beverages, for the fine drinks Vermont Teddy Bear I heard a burp I'm sorry that was my but that was you. water Vermont Teddy Bear uh, for giving the prizes away today somebody has a nice prize for Mother's Day for somebody the Boss Tones for the tickets they gave away be sure to check out the big show tomorrow loud and in your face at the ctnow.com Meadows Music Theater we're giving away tickets every hour today till 11pm so stick around for that Next week on d Radio, Nick Lentino, OBGYN, the continuing saga. It's brutal. Rebecca Lobo from the New York Liberty is going to be calling him. Formerly a husky. Was she yeah, not? she was great. Ten things Mudbone would never say. We're going to play that for you again. Brand new In the Hood with Beth Lockwood. It's going to be great. And tomorrow, be sure to check in with Dark Side Dave between 6 a.m. and 10 a.m. for d Radio Encore. Tomorrow night, 11 p.m., it's me all amped up on Sobe (laughs) (laughs) with D-Snyder Radio. Oh, D-Snyder Radio. D-Snyder's house of hair. The best of 70s, 80s, and early 90s hair bands and heavy metal. So have a great weekend, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show and look forward to seeing you Monday morning bright and early with D-Snyder Radio. Will Cow's up next, so stick around for more Radio 104. Just enjoy this music for a moment on the way out. See ya.